Last night at a nearby Walmart. When we knew we were going to have a girl, and we had we picked a girl name originally, actually, before we had our first child, Derek. Girl name we had, Elizabeth Grace, settled. Michelle, my wife, got sparkles in her eyes and said, I'll call her Lizzie from uh, Little Women. And okay. when she said that, I immediately thought of the Godzilla character from the Rampage video game that I played <laughs> the hell out of as a kid. <laughs> and so my immediate honest response was, well, I won't. <laughs> Not ever. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's On Joe Mind. We are a fan cast about the world of G.I. Joe. This is episode number 120, the first episode of the year 2020. So that kind of lined up. I'm your host, I'm Mike Irizarry. With me tonight, the ever-effervescent Joe Colton. Hello, everybody. How do you like that one? It's not lovely and talented, but we'll try something a little different this time. New year, new us. New year. Gotta, gotta have a new tagline. What'd you do for New Year's? I drank and had... A, actually, we didn't go out. We just had a bunch of friends over. Uh, we had friends coming down from Pennsylvania, stayed over, friends coming up from uh, the Richmond area, and just hung out and just drank and celebrated the new year. What did you do? I didn't do anything. I had to work. I got yeah. jobs as... I pay bills. That's right. I didn't. I am not upset about pay, about uh, paying the bills either. I'm not a big New Year's guy. Like, I, if I had been free, I'd have been doing what you were doing. I'd have just been at either hanging out and drinking at home, watching the ball drop, or at somebody else's house, drinking and watching the ball drop. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of amateur hour in that okay. regard. So no, I'm I'm with you there. Also joining us this evening. You may know him from the YouTubes, where he has recently passed the 10,000 subscriber mark. So, big hand there. Woo! Yay! That is Brian Lower, also known as Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Brian, we had you on the show once before, and the computer ate it. And now you are back. Absolutely. First performance, first try was so bad that Mike's computer dumped it. Uh, But I'm back for another try. Uh, I've been practicing, I've been rehearsing, and I think I'm ready for this show. Let's do it. Maybe it was just so delicious that the computer ate it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that can't be it. That can't be it at all. Brian, what'd you do for New Year's? I actually televised uh, my New Year's Eve. We did a live stream at my house for the YouTube channel. Uh, had uh, family over, we had drinks, we watched some G.I. Joe movies, had a grand old time. I was there. You actually, you guys right. had a lot of fun. Uh, I was, I was wearing a Wants on Joe Mine T-shirt, plugging the damn show. That's right. And every That's time, one of us is for real. Every time something crazy or or terrible would happen, I made sure to throw in there. It all happened in a What's on Joe Mine T-shirt. I'm only saying this because you probably don't remember any of it. <laughs> that night's kind of fuzzy. I do have the replay if I ever want to relive it. Um, <laughs> it's a cool T-shirt, though. I, I do. The, the T-shirt's still awesome. It's high quality. It uh, soaks it up. A, 
soaks up a lot of spillage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. A little bit of the bubbly. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. Gets soaked up by the shell. And normally we run with a with a band of three, but we got so much news that erupted on us just in the last couple of days. We had to go and find our favorite co-host, our favorite guest co-host, Mark Weber. I'm the uh, the fourth horseman, I think. That's right. You're which makes me. I, I guess that makes me famine, right? No one ever wants to be famine or or Ole Anderson. I was going to say Ole Either Anderson. Way. Yeah, either either way, I'm I'm the one that the, I'm the tag along. I'm like I'm like the late ad. I'm the redheaded stepchild, and I'm totally cool with that. I mean, that either makes you the it's either Ole Anderson or maybe Chris Benoit, or oh or yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Soon. soon, no Paul Roma, I think <laughs> would be the uh, the weakest horseman of all time. Paul Roma, wow. Paul Roma, young stallion that he was. Although the the last fourth guy in the Horseman was Dean Malenko. That's not so bad. Yeah, not bad. I'll go with that. I'll be Malenko, yeah. man of a thousand holes. Dean Malenko. Bar and all that. Fantastic. On my personal top five. All time. Loved the Iceman. Well, and I appreciate, let me say, I got to appreciate squeezing my way back onto the podcast because... You know, we talk Joe, rain or shine, but right now we actually have some news, right? I know. Exciting, right? Yes. Yeah. We were all set to go. It was going to be me and Joe and Brian. We were going to give you some time off and then actual news happened. We weren't just talking about, oh, hey, they're filming a movie. We actually have (laughs) things to talk about this time. It's been delayed again. With my yeah, my generic response. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> we will get that chance later in the program. Of course, first our opening segment is the crowd favorite. Joe Colton presents creepy fanboy messages straight from Loser Town. Joe Colton, uh, take it yes. away. So I have a part duh from our last episode of the uh, individual who thought I was a, a drugs addict. Drugs edict, yes. And a model. <laughs> Can't have one without the other. If anyone yeah. is confused, if anyone needs the backstory on this, go listen to this segment from episode 119, which was the last regular episode before New Year's. So, Joe yeah. Colton, go ahead. Continue. So, I, I ended up responding to him with just laughing. So the next day, and I I saw this while I was in Canada, he responded to me and said, on that day, you have multiple function, you are looking so pretty, and also have a good or sweet nature. And then a few days later, he said, God bless you, always stay happy. That's good advice. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for the creepy part. (laughs) Waiting for the hammer to fall. Oh, yeah. Then on the the day after Christmas, I like you very much. You need to be careful of crazy mean. I never want anything bad to happen to you. I like you very much. You are a model. I kind of want to respond back to like, what happened to the drug edit? (laughs) Is it possible he meant to write crazy me? (laughs) I think he said crazy men, but he wrote it mean. 
Oh, okay. See, I read them as I get them, not yeah. how they're meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you should choose yeah. to interpret them. I think you have to take them at uh, face value. Yeah. Absolutely. Re- read all the typos. Read all the misspellings. Oh, it drives me nuts. I'm a, I'm a grammar fanatic, so I'm like, oh, what is happening? Why is this written like this? That's actually a tip of the hand, a little inside baseball there. So for all you creepy fanboys out there, spelling counts, right? <laughs> Run it through Grammarly first. Run the spell checker. Then send. Right. So I didn't respond. Like I, I, the only response I've given him is like the ha 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 laughing for forever. And then I get the I would like to meet you. I am not a crazy mean. <laughs> mm. um, I mean, I'd, I I'd want, like to find a million dollars in the parking lot tomorrow, but I don't see that happening either. Right. I just want to put this out there with a spoiler alert. He totally is a crazy mean. (laughs) (laughs) With a capital B. Yep. (laughs) I thought thought you guys would enjoy the closure to this circle. (laughs) The saga is now complete. Oh my god. Hopefully it ends. I mean, that's a it's cliffhanger right so there. I, I have a feeling this is only the Empire Strikes Back of this particular trilogy. <laughs> I think we have another one yeah. coming. Yeah, and the, and the pre and the next one will have Ewoks in it. It yes, will. Yes, Ewoks. The next it must will... be so hard to meet a nice guy in a random, unsolicited, weird email. Yep. Over Instagram, just. <laughs> Don't know how the girls do yep. it these days. Don't know. And. I also like that first he insults me and then blesses me. Yeah, he's totally off of drugs edict at this point. You have totally won him over <laughs> with your lack of responses. Maybe he didn't think drug edict was an insult. So. Yeah. Maybe that's his go-to line, and when it didn't work, he pivoted. <laughs> it shows a certain adaptability. It's like pulling a girl's hair when you like her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, totally the same thing. Yes, yeah, I know. You're you're so <laughs> desperate to be called thin at all costs that you're willing to accept. Yeah, drug addict is. That's okay. That's what I'm going for. I'm good with that result. This is why I go to the gym. Mm, good lord, that's good times right there. I have. We, we're gonna hear from him again. You need to whatever whatever you did not do, continue to not do that, because he's coming back. We haven't. You want a series of these, do you? We have not heard the last of of crazy mean. Crazy mean. It, yeah, it would not take too much encouragement encouragement to get more, or or you ha- can do absolutely nothing at all, and you probably will still get more. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We call that in the crazy community. We call that playing coy. <laughs> If you start sending me pictures, we're definitely posting them. Because <laughs> yeah. Cot Guy got posted, and he's still at the top. That's top of the food chain there. Yeah, Cot Guy didn't get posted. Cot Guy's Cot got posted. <laughs> right. You know, I don't need to have any, like, libel slash slander suits on our hands. So whatever, you know, we're, we no. blur his face out. <laughs> or better yet, just block it out with, like, a blue dot. Yeah, you know? I'll do that. I'll, <laughs> I'll censor it. There we go. 
but you'll know. You'll know. If you're out there and you're listening, you probably aren't. But uh, you would know. You'd know. I, I notice a different timbre when I go to Instagram and look at your posts, Joe Colton. There is a deliberate subset of fans that deliberately try to avoid being placed in this segment. That makes me, <laughs> that makes me yeah. smile. I'm not trying to yeah. be creepy here. Righto. Joe, have, have you ever had someone open with, now don't put me in that segment. So I had what had, I wanted to say. <laughs> I've had somebody ask me, "How creepy do I have to be to get on your segment?" Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and I was like, "Please don't aim for it. Right? It's not a challenge. It's, it's not achievement unlocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't get a prize. You just get to be talked about." There's really a, a public service aspect to this. We are, we do this segment in an effort for our listeners to understand that, you know, if you've written one of these messages to a cosplayer or, or someone that you didn't know, like if you recognize something that you've done in this segment, you should probably stop. Yeah. You know, that, that, so if we're, if we're doing our, our job, this will be an empty segment in like, 40 years something like that yeah we we, we're really trying to fight the fire with the fire i don't know how well that's going to work because you know obviously joe colton has at least one twisted acquaintance that sees it as a goal but whatever whatever we we are we're trying to do the right thing and trying to be entertaining about it and very often those paths just don't wind up crossing i guarantee to you 45 years from now, there's going to be a, I get whatever it is then, a psychic inbox message is going to come in. And some guy is going to say, hey, I don't want to be creepy. <laughs> Wait, your, your Aunt May cosplay <laughs> is red hot. And, and, and host Mike Irizarry the third will laugh about it with, with co-host Joel Colton the fourth. <laughs> Oh my God! And, and after that seg, after that segment, we'll talk about GI Joe three coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> I got pushed back. I should really see if John Chu is free to talk about that movie when it comes out. I hope you guys get the chance to reminisce about that in person over a dollar box of sea nugs. Yes. Why? Why are you doing this? It's a it's a streak thing. It's not a thing. It's a it's a it's a Cal Ripken thing. Mark, you are my favorite ginger. Do not ruin it. That's like, as Jim Cornette once said, that's like being the nicest guy in prison. <laughs> oh, oh my God! It's a it's a low bar, but I'll take but I'll take it. Oh Besides, it's it's a dime box of C nugs because that's oh, sorry, that's the ten count of chicken nuggets. See, even my my McDonald's street slang is off. I got to work on this. <laughs> it's the dime, and right now. You can do the double dime for just $5. I need a dime count of the C-Nugs, girl. Oh, my God. I'm writing this down because I don't want to say it wrong at my next party or gathering. That's right. <laughs> or in the drive-thru tomorrow because you know you want to. Right. You know you want to. <laughs> Where the to. lady is so confused. 
I got chicken nuggets a couple days after New Year's simply because of the fun that Wes and I had creating the phrase sea nugs. So I'm sitting here. I, I, my computer is surrounded by a bunch of McNugget sauce packets, sauce buckets, whatever you want to call them. I got hot mustard, I got sweet and sour, and I got barbecue. And I got Hot like, mustard is the best. Hot mustard is amazing. I got a lobby for sweet and sour. Sweet and sour is also I'll, amazing. I'll take the barbecue. We're split. We've finally fractured the show. Yeah, we've, all right. We've show brought over, it down. Over over sea nug dipping sauces. <laughs> <laughs> Bri- I hate you, Mike. <laughs> Bri- Brian's love of barbecue will cause him to secede from the program and never speak to us again. That's right. <laughs> Would not have expected this to be what finally fractures the show, but right. God, it was it's bound a, to be something. Damn it, last, Westlock. <laughs> it's the last show. <laughs> And it's Wes's fault. It's all it's all Wes's fault. <laughs> he's going to be upset because he's used to having one night a week that he can play video games. Right. He's going to miss us when we're Damn gone. It. That crazy woman, I have to spend all whole more, a whole other night with her every week. Or every two weeks or needs, every three weeks or he, so. Whatever. He just needs to become a, a very, very crazy, mean man. <laughs> Needs to up crazy his, mean. Be a crazy mean. Up his crazy nights. game, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a lot of news, so that's gonna we're gonna close yes. the crazy fanboy message pipeline for for one episode, <laughs> and we will move on to the news. <laughs> All right, first news item. G.I. Joe War on Cobra got a press release, and I will read that press release. Proceed. G.I. Joe is here. D3 Go and Emerald City Games, along with Hasbro Inc., announced today that G.I. Joe War on Cobra is coming soon to mobile devices. Launching worldwide on the App Store, Google Play, and Amazon App Store on January 20, 2020, G.I. Joe War on Cobra is full of epic new missions, and features a wealth of fan-favorite heroes, villains, and vehicles from the 1980s animated TV series and iconic action figure line. Choose your side, build your team, and engage in strategic battles with other players by land, sea, and air. Players can pre-register G.I. Joe War on Cobra today via Google Play. Quote, For us, G.I. Joe is more than just a brand. It's a shared piece of cultural history that's near and dear to fans worldwide. End quote. Good quote said Brian Etheridge, vice president of publishing at D3Go. With a proven track record in the mobile space and a passionate team of creatives, we found the right partners with developer Emerald City Games to bring the fun and excitement of the world of G.I. Joe to mobile devices with this game, end quote. New quote, G.I. Joe has a long, rich history and countless fans around the world, stated Richard Cleveland, vice president of digital gaming at Hasbro. We look forward to launching a new way for current and new fans to enjoy the brand and know that this game brings the brand to life in a new and exciting way. In G.I. Joe War on Cobra, choose a side and fight. The War on Cobra wages on, but where does your allegiance lie? Fight for freedom or save the world from total chaos by joining the Joes? Or show your might in your quest for world domination by joining the forces of Cobra? The fate of the world is at stake. Will you be its savior? 
or Conqueror. Neat little ride up there. They sent that to us, by the way. They think we rate. Huh? We're on their list. Oh. And should be. Look at you sucking up. We're going to have to bring him back. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. I, I'm excited for this one. I, I've been playing the heck out of the Transformers game the last couple of years. And I have wondered where the G.I. Joe counterpart was. And I know they added some G.I. Joe elements to that game in recent months. And it was it was neat and all, but it didn't really change the game at all. It's just, just a little extra C-nugs, if you will, in the background. I will punch you. No, you won't. You won't. You, I'm so lovable in person. Uh, you're not lovable. <laughs> But uh, I'm excited for this one. Brian Lowe, are you playing any, any weird games on your phone? I, I don't usually have a lot of time to play games on my phone, but this is one that I've been looking forward to because it has been out uh, internationally uh, almost everywhere except for the United States for a while. I've been waiting for the U.S. release. I've got friends that have been playing it and have been wondering when I'm going to get on board. So this is one that I will be getting uh, and I will be trying out. I, I'm uh, actually really excited about the news to finally get a chance to play this game that so many other people have already been playing. Mark Weber, this sounds like the perfect way to pass the time at soccer practice. That's what I'm talking about. I think it looks outstanding. Like, I'm <laughs> I'm really impressed with it. The nitpick in me, and this is not so much on the developers as on the approval crew at Hasbro, that Scarlet's name spelled wrong. On the video I saw, mm. got D- Duke's bandolier on the wrong shoulder, and while none of that affects the gameplay at all, I'm you know I can't imagine you can't Scarlet's no good because she's missing a T, but you know, when you're really trying to hit the authentic authenticity of it. That's the kind of stuff that makes it look amateur hour, mm-hmm. like like they weren't really paying attention. Mm. So you know that I know that's nitpicky, but it. That sort of stuff drives me nuts sometimes. So well, it, it's fair though. I mean, those are really simple things that could easily have been avoided. There's, I mean, it's that's the kind of mistake that really doesn't need to be made. So I, yeah, I, I get that. Yeah, I mean, it's not that hard to get it right. Right. Somebody at the big age is signing off on that. So, I think that's, uh, you know, disappointing. The good news is, at least that sort of thing is easy to fix. And yet, not not fixed or proofed in time before they put it out there for the world to see. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Joe Colton, when you went home, did you play this in Canada? I did not. You lied to me. To... <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, it was good. I actually uh, got a few minutes to play. I was just kidding. Uh, I like the graphics a lot. The name bothered me. That was spelled incorrectly. I was very disappointed. I like how the stats were laid out. It's very easy to play, and I love the colors. It's just, it's addicting. It's very addicting. (laughs) So when it gets here, I feel like I'm not going to get any work done on anything because all I want to do is play this game. That's good. And I was apprehensive. Like, I was like, great, it's another game. It's going to be like, whatever. They're just going to slap it together. Nope. It looks good. It plays well. I'm very excited. So all that time and development paid off? Yeah. Over our buddies at Star Joe's on their Facebook page, they've have uh, their 
their Canadian contingent has been playing for a few weeks now. And uh, it looks like they're having a lot of fun with it. So I've been extremely jealous of the Canadian fans of Star Joe's. So. so I really want that hiss. <laughs> I want to make it as a like a Lego toy or have Hasbro make the toys. I just want that hiss tank. So we're, we're recording this today. It is January 16. <laughs> so we only have four days left to wait. Until we yeah. can download it first. By the time you hear this, it will probably be available to you at Google Play. G.I. Joe War on Cobra. Download it. Play it. Even if you don't plan on playing it a whole lot, just download it. Make sure it's popular. Make sure it's a thing. We want G.I. Joe I, yeah, to be successful. I hope I didn't come off too critical because of a misspelling and a, and a misplaced bandolier. Anything they're doing to activate the brand is good for the brand. So if you're if you're a Joe fan, especially since it's free, you should absolutely support this. And I I will be supporting it. I will be downloading it. But I I'll, I want to play it. I mean, the people that I've talked to who have played it have said good things about it, as Joe has here. And I'm really actually legitimately looking forward to it. There you go. I spend more time playing crummy phone games than I do actual video games on consoles and stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm. It's only because the combat system in Witcher 3 is so bad. <laughs> he got he got assistance. He now is obsessed with it, and I can't get him to get off that game. I don't even know who we're talking about. I was just talking <laughs> just out loud. <laughs> just grasping at straws. Just throwing meaningless words together. I'm sure that it was there was no research yep. put into that whatsoever. <laughs> It was it was kind of a creepy fanboy statement from <laughs> Skype, but it's okay. Eh, not really. It's 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 both of their own fault for putting it all on on uh, Facebook. It is. It is. Nothing that the wrist lock West Whitlock does escapes the notice of Mark Weber. <laughs> Next news item. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Action Force Crowdox orders are due January 31. So end of the month. If you backed Action Force by Voliverse on Kickstarter, or if you didn't, you can still get in on it. Throw some money that way. Get yourself some great six-inch Action Force figures from our friend and occasional co-host, Bobby. But you only got till the end of the month. And they are trying to reach a stretch goal. Uh, I believe it's 32,000 and something. That'll unlock Eclipse, the female character. The one female character. I don't want to mm-hmm. bring her down like that. Just, But the, 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 the good guy female character. So we, we, got a, we got a goal there. So if you haven't done that yet, make sure you get that in. I haven't gotten that in. I need to do that myself. But... I need to get paid tomorrow first, so that's what we were waiting for. So you got till January 31 to fill out your crowd ox, crowd ox orders for Action Force. Need to know more? Just find Voliverse on Facebook, or you can head out to voliverse.com and get more details there. And again, that's open to you. Even if you did not support the Kickstarter and you decide that you want in now, great. You have an in thanks to this crowd ox. So jump on. Mark Weber, you got some kind words for your buddy Bobby? 
I mean, Bobby's a really good friend of mine, and I've been, you know, very, very clear about that. And I had a hinky fingerprint on uh, on some of the bios and development uh, of this line, a very small amount. I don't want to overplay it, but I did suggest the code name for this female character, who I think is is maybe the best figure. She's outstanding. So I'm really hoping she gets funded and uh, and put into this uh, this first bit. And like I always say, the fact that Bobby took a professional setback and took it as like the unlocking of his cage to go do whatever he wanted. And this is what he wanted and put together, I think, a brilliant, brilliant lineup and didn't take the initial non-funding of it as a failure just as an opportunity to reset. So I have all the respect in the world for Bobby Valla. And even if I'd never met him, I think the product is really superior. So I'm I'm super proud of him, and I can't wait to get my Action Force figures delivered. Yeah, it's really, yes. it's really been a testament to Bobby's gumption, and you can see his personal growth in all this, too. Like, it was never, it was never a failure for him. It was always just... Well, an obstacle. And, you know, obstacles yeah. can be worked around, over, or under. But he, he always has, has come back to this point with new ways to, to make this happen. So kudos to Bobby on a personal level for seeing this. Even if you're not, even if you're not interested at all, you, you got to give some props to the man for that. I'm sorry, I think I cut you off, Brian. Yeah, I just wanted to say congratulations for getting funding uh, funded. And there are a lot of G.I. Joe fans who have been wanting six-inch figures this style. So guys, the all the guys that have been posting on the Facebook groups asking for this very kind of thing, well, here it is, and now's your chance. Joe Colton, you win on the CrowdOx. I did not have money at the time, but I am excited for a certain female figure to be funded because I collect as many female figures as I can. And she is a badass, so please fund her. And congratulations to Bobby for getting funded. He's uh, he's grown. You, I think you're right. It wasn't a failure at all. It was just an obstacle, and he overcame it and came back and got funded. And, and it was really nice to see the community get together and support him and, and encourage him to, to do it again. So I'm happy for him. So you never answered the question, are you in on the CrowdOx? Yes. All right. Right. I had to go in with a friend. Okay. Next news item. That's, uh, we're not going to have it at the end this time because we got bigger news for the end of the news. We're already getting to the Snake Eyes news dump. First bit was that, according to The Hollywood Reporter, filming has wrapped in Calgary and has moved to Japan. Paramount decided to put Henry Golding and the film's producers for interviews or put them out for interviews for some reason, we can only assume because of the reporting on the last episode of What's on Joe Mind. <laughs> Pure speculation, that last bit, but we know we know these things when we see them. But yeah, there's been a lot of, lot of activity around this movie with, with uh, press junkets and Instagram photos and, and Twitter stuff. And I mean, yeah, we, we know. We know you're in Japan now. We get it. Film the movie. Make the movie. Make but, a good movie. Yeah. Nothing says a real American hero in a Japanese ninja clan like Calgary. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. We called up there once to book a guest in the summer for a sports show. 
and and uh, the gal was really condescending for a Canadian, and she was like, "Darling, we got the stampede going here this month. <laughs> Maybe you could call back in August." And I'm like, wow, <laughs> call back in a month. That's awesome. She's honest. The, the Snake so, Eyes Cal- movie in Calgary is him being trained to fight by the Hart family. Right? <laughs> in the dungeon. <laughs> so the, the character was traditionally Canadian and redheaded, as I recall. So, <laughs> Totally. That's exactly mm-hmm. how it went down. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me because we're seeing, like I said, we're seeing all kinds of Instagram activity and, and snapshots and what have you, and no actual pictures from the movie itself. So they are really going out of their way to keep this one locked down, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next little bit was that the new logo for the film was revealed, showing the official name of the project, Snake Eyes, colon, G.I. Joe Origins. So and as one eagle-eyed guy on uh, Facebook pointed out, the G.I. Joe Origins, same font as Rise of Cobra and Retaliation. That's right. Which is weird if it's a reboot, right? Yeah, I mean, and I was assuming it would be a reboot. How do we feel about the the name GI Joe Origins? So, how's everybody feel about that? Fine. There's a couple more movie worthy origin stories to tell in the GI Joe mythos. I doubt that they'll get to all of them. But if this Snake Eyes movie led into, say, a Cobra Commander movie. I wouldn't be surprised. On Twitter, I've already seen a couple people make allusions to X-Men origins, and that maybe doesn't have uh, bring up the best memories. So uh, that's why I was curious if uh, if there was any, just any thoughts about just having G.I. Joe origins in the title. Eh. Eh, it's kind I mean, of an it apples show, and oranges. It shows that they, want, that they want to tie it to the overall brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, because, I mean, there are there's a huge chunk of people out there who would look at a movie called Snake Eyes and not know that it was G.I. Joe specific or tied. So I think it speaks well that they want to tie to the brand, but it, it does make for a kind of unwieldy overall movie title. I mean, it's not the fantabulous emancipation of Snake Eyes, but it's still a mouthful. <laughs> not yet. Anyway. I, I am. I am glad that they tied it to, to G.I. Joe, though. And I think the expectation is it will lead to more. The title may be, may be a lot to wrap your head around, but uh, it uh, it's fine. I think Yeah, I think if they had just called it Snake Eyes, then people would be saying, you know, who, who's the Snake Eyes guy? But yeah, I think, I think this is fine. I think that the few criticisms that I've read about, uh, you know, maybe it being a little bit too close to Wolverine X-Men Origins or whatever, I think that will hopefully, you know, people will forget about that once they actually see the movie. And that's the movie they should have filmed in Calgary. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, good point. <laughs> As Wolverine was trained by Stu Hart in the dungeon. Anyways, next news item. We ought to have a Joe Fest guest news dump. Anyways, former What's on Joe Mind guest Brian Cummings has been confirmed as a guest for the upcoming 2020 Joe Fest. Brian, of course, played Dr. Mindbender on the Sunbow cartoon and in 1987's G.I. Joe the Movie. 
has been involved with countless other animated projects. One of our all-time favorite guests on this show is Brian Cummings. He is absolutely a gas. Just the nicest man you could possibly meet. And it will be a thrill to see him again at a G.I. Joe show. Anyone have any thoughts? Will he be wearing a shirt? Let's let's hope so. Or, or is he a, or is he method acting? <laughs> he is enough of a pro that he does not need to method act. He can snap into Doctor Mindbender in a moment's notice. I gotta imagine that method voice actors are kind of a pain in the ass. I would. You'd have to think. I mean, <gasps> method actors are a pain in the ass. So I, I can't imagine a method voice actor is any any better. I mean, it's got to be the same thing, really, because it... Just stay out of their eye line, right? Yeah. They can focus. I, I did some theater in college, right? And nothing worse than a method actor. Nothing. <laughs> oh, my God, nothing. I kind of dig, though. It's funny, because Mindbender, is, as a character, is, isn't anyone's favorite, I don't think. But I every, know a couple people uh, who like Really? Him. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I can't imagine being the favorite. But he's the kind of guy that ever, you know, he was a good part of the soup, right? I was never yeah. disappointed when Mindbender showed up in a comic or a cartoon episode. So, Brian Cummings? Yeah, absolutely. And if he's good he's with the fans, man. even better. He's fantastic. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Yes, absolutely. Make sure you take the time to, to chat with with Brian Cummings. Tell him that you heard him on What's on Joe Mind and listen to him so, talk about that for a while. So are all the Cobra voice actors good people? Right? Because everyone loves Morgan Lofting, right? Yes. The next time we encounter one of the Sunbow actors who is, is crummy will be the first time. Okay. They have all been fantastic. Now, granted, a lot of them, you know, they, they play somebody on both sides of the fence. So, like... Arthur Burkhart's Destro, but he's also Stalker. You know, Michael Bell is Major Blood, but he's also Duke. I wonder how they how they deal with that internal conflict. A lot Can't of tears, a lot of booze, and a lot of coffee ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of cigarettes, depending on the voice. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Lower, do you use the Lucky Strikes to to strike your sexy tenor? Uh, of course, because uh, uh, Lucky's taste better, because uh, Lucky Strikes means fine tobacco. Mark, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, you didn't imagine that uh, Mindbender was anyone's favorite. Well, having reviewed G.I. Joe for a few years now, I've learned that no matter how obscure the character, I mean, you uh, or the figure, Outback version 3 from 1993, that is somebody's favorite. That's that is a, somebody's absolute favorite. You you wouldn't believe it. That's a really good point because when I think about it, my favorite Cobra is Interrogator, right? There you go. See? Simply because he's Cobra Fett, right? He's awesome. Yes. But he never got any play in the comic. He never got any play on the the old uh, uh, cartoon show. So yeah, he was that's in a the, good point. Somebody was, is yeah. Somebody, everybody is somebody's favorite. It's the joy Even of being Chris, a G.I. Joe fan. Even Crystal Ball. Well, no we, doubt. We know that guy. We we know Brian Kaufman. Brian Kaufman's the crystal ball guy. We know that guy. There's still crystal balls hanging on the pegs at Walmart. Probably. <laughs> yep. Somewhere. Joe, Joe could have picked you one up. <laughs> could have. You could have gone to one of those Canadian Toys R Us's, I'm sure. 
we drove by one and Wes was like, what's that? I was like, oh, they're, they're still open up here. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't let him go in? No. Man. Because so, I know if we went in, I would be coming out with tons of toys. Yeah. So? Willpower, man. You got to have willpower. <laughs> I just order them online and get mom to bring them down. Mm, 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 mm. That's, She's that's, a little lonely. She needs something to do. I guess. Whatever. Put it all on mom's. Uh, whatever. I don't live with my mom. No, no, of course not. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, make her lug stuff around. She's 70-something years old. Yep, 77. Oh, wow. All right, then. Next news item. Okay, now we're starting to get into the good stuff. Well, apologies to Brian Cumming. That that was that was the beginning of the good stuff. We love Brian Cumming. The GI Joe logo featured prominently in a press release slash invitation sent out about Hasbro's presentation during Toy Fair 2020. Other brands included Transformers, Ghostbusters, Marvel, Star Wars, Power Rangers, and Noif. And none of those are are terribly surprising, really, except for I guess the the biggest surprises out of that list would be. G.I. Joe and Ghostbusters, but when you figure that both movies have, or both franchises have a movie coming out this year, not so much. Good to see that G.I. Joe's got a, a seat at the big table this year. Yeah, it's about time. And I think most importantly, not just that the logo was featured, but which logo was featured. It was the classic, you know, real American hero. Yes. So none of that is, none of that is by oversight or mistake. So it wasn't the movie logo. It wasn't the newer stylized logo. It was absolutely a classic GI Joe early eighties nostalgia play. I would, you know, bet your bottom dollar that whatever they're going to see is going to be celebrating that sort of classic nostalgia. So, and I think that's that, you know, for the adult collector, which is really where Joe is and has been for years. That's good news. Mm-hmm. And you got to get off of that movie logo. Our podcast uses the font from the movie logo. You're you're killing me, Mark Webber. Killing me. I'm just here to help. Oh. <laughs> killing me. I'm uh, keeping it real. Our <laughs> venerable logo. I don't have the money to ask somebody to do a new one. We gotta we got we gotta keep it fresh, man. We gotta talk about how how avant garde it is. Right. We gotta lie about it, basically. <laughs> I'm asking you to lie for me, Mark Weber. I'm good at that. All sure. Right. Hey, you're you're in marketing. You're good. You're yeah. safe. I know. I know a guy. <laughs> I, and I got some free time, so. All right. Just let me know. <laughs> oh my god. Next news item. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> Wow, we almost went into a song on that one, didn't we? Right. <laughs> Sorry. All right. No, hey, no, it's fine. Whatever you 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 do how you feel it. That's what I'm yes. saying. You you make it work how you want it to work. You're always trying to paint a picture of me as some censoring aberration here to put a clamp down on the fun. Oh no, lady. You do what you 
You do what you think feels right. All right. <laughs> and we'll fix it in post production. That's right. Yeah. We'll make it. We'll make it legitimate in post. But anyways, a we mentioned him earlier tonight, Bobby Vala, who is a been a featured guest host, the founder of Oliver's, and also a designer at Jazzwares was able to confirm for me earlier this evening that the Jazzwares contract with Hasbro for G.I. Joe will not include action figures. So that is actually big news from our man Bobby, and we did clear it with him. We said He said it was okay to report. But Jazzwares has signed on to provide G.I. Joe branded material sometime in 2020, but it will be some kind of an accessory to whatever Hasbro's doing. And it will not be action figures from Jazzwares with the G.I. Joe label. So people have been wondering about that in recent days. I know it's something that we talked about off show. Mm-hmm. So how do we feel about that one? I'm curious as to what it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's just what what's on my mind is, yeah. what, okay, what what does that mean? Yeah. What mm. What's the size? What's it for? What is accessories? Does that include maybe a vehicle? Or is it like just a weapons pack i i think you're still in the action figure ballpark i don't think it's gonna be anything like the way the way it made it sound was like it's not going to be necessarily toy related it's going to be something if it's going to be toys it's not going to be action figure type toys oh yeah it'll be weeble wobbles or if if you bath think toys, it's, bath toys or is a weeble like wobble an action figure does that qualify mm. yeah it's just got zero, zero points of articulation yeah, but it's it's technically action, right? Sure. Yeah, something. they don't fall down. Yeah. Right. But if you think back a couple of years ago, uh, Jazzwares did do stuff for Nerf. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Fortnite themed accessories for the Nerf dart guns and things like that. And I I think it's going to be something along those lines. All right. Yeah. Maybe it'll be something like that. Yeah, and it stands to you know Hasbro was, has always been very careful about licensing out actual figures or vehicles beyond the expensive and really good sideshow stuff and the the 12 inch gentle giant stuff and now the world's smallest joes so they've been very very protective almost oddly protective of something that they aren't willing to activate themselves mm. but, so strange that's okay but yeah it doesn't doesn't surprise me but i was i was really interested and and curious about what exactly is that jazzwares connection because jazzwares as a toy company has been putting out some good stuff the last couple of years. So, yeah. mm-hmm. right. And that's what I thought when I first heard of it, really? So are they going to be doing six inch Joe figures? That was my natural first thought when I heard about it. It was curious. I was, I was, uh, I know Mark threw out some random ideas that we don't need to get into and confuse everybody with about what it could mean and and we were we were bantering a bit about it when everything seemed to show up a couple days ago remember this is january 16 so a lot of news broke on say the 13th and 14th monday and tuesday of this week so we we weren't quite sure where jazzware is connected into all this let me be clear that me talking about the nerf stuff is just speculation because when i chatted with bobby he didn't even know what it would be yet so that wasn't it's not him playing coy as far as what that's going to be it's that it hasn't been it hasn't gotten down to his level and he won't know until a little later on himself 
So, but it will not be action figures. He is. He was able to confirm that. Or action figure related stuff. I mean, I, I don't want to overplay it, but that's, you know, that's important insight. I think the big, I don't know about fear, or unanswered question among the Joe community is with a movie coming, is there going to be, is the four inch Joe, you know, the traditional Joe scale ish, is that going to be represented in movie product? Mm. And Jazzwares seemed like a, a legitimate second option if Hasbro chooses not to support the four inch scale with their movie product. And now we know that's not going to happen. So yeah, uh, I think we can we can at least hope I hope, but it it narrows the field. So if if there are going to be four inch Joes coming for the movie, they're going to be Hasbro based. Yes, which is better long term if it happens, because it means that they're still seeing that as a viable size and willing to support it at least with movie backing, which is I think what you know what we'd all like to see. And while while we touch, you touched on it a few seconds ago. While we got it in in the crosshairs, so to speak, world's smallest Joes, Mark. Yeah or nay? You know, I think they're cool. Um, I haven't actually had one in hand yet. I'm a little worried about accessories, though, for figures that small. But you know what? Like I said, and even if you don't collect them, anything that's good for any collector is good for the brand. So I'm always happy to see the brand activated uh, in in any way that's you know respectful and and true to the the spirit of the brand. So seeing that stuff, great. Do I need to have them in my collection? Probably not. But it was it was the same way for me as a Joe fan when Sigma Six came out. I was like, that's a cool look, and I hope it does well. But I won't I won't be buying any of it. Yeah, right. and I, I kind of look at them as they're more novelty pieces than real collector's items. However, I will probably be getting them because uh, Susan saw them and she said they're cute, so she wants me to get them, so I'll probably end up with them anyway. <laughs> Susan is, of course, the, the, the lovely and talented Mrs. Lower. I have to say I'm impressed that they managed to make roadblocks 50 caliber in that scale with a removable tripod that impresses me but i i I won't necessarily be picking these up i feel like i'm going to be losing a lot of those accessories but whatever i think they have to get the official designation pre-lost uh, I think they do come with uh, they come in like uh, little card backs that are plastic that you can put them back in so mm-hmm. yeah you can put everything back together so you don't uh, they're not all just tiny little pieces which will create eBay fights five years from now <laughs> sure it's admit on sealed card pretty <laughs> obvious this was open <laughs> give it the old godso accessory label there pre-lost like low lights bullet pre-lost so small <laughs> world's smallest right maybe they need to do a low light with that bullet in the world's smallest scale just so we can really get the definition of pre-lost it's a thought right yes that's a good idea so small it can't be a choking hazard <laughs> that's right it just goes down smooth your kid could eat a hundred of these lady <laughs> i'm marketing 
accessories so small they are not choking hazards. They go down smooth. I think that was the whole premise behind Starcom, wasn't it? hi Moving on. Next news item. And this is the big news item. According to three separate What's on Joe Mind sources, Hasbro began soliciting a one-twelfth scale G.I. Joe line to large retailers last fall with a scheduled release date of June 2020. This is the same line that you've seen reported from other news outlets. It is a G.I. Joe six-inch scale. As far as what it's going to be called, we don't know. Nothing's nothing's been officially confirmed yet. I know the, the name G.I. Joe classified has been thrown out there like Star Wars Black or whatever, but again, nothing's official on that front, but it's it's there. According to three separate sources, the widely circulated supposed first wave of figures including Snake Eyes, Scarlet, with two T's. Roadblock, Duke, and Destro was confirmed by all three of those sources, with each figure single-packed in a case of six, Snake Eyes being the lone duplicate. As of this recording, there have been no images or physical promotional materials released. We will have more confirmed information as it becomes available, but who knew, right? After all these years of speculating and wishing and hoping and arguing, G.I. Joe six-inch line. There it is. It's going to happen. If we're wrong on this yes, one... there has been a clamor. Yeah, if we're wrong on this one, three of our sources were wrong. So I got a feeling that uh, we, we are not wrong here. Brian Lower, how are you feeling about this one? Well, you know, I, I'm a vintage collector. I, uh, modern figures aren't my thing, you know, anyway. But what I usually do is I just, like, get a sample of, you know, whatever the new modern product that's out so I can kind of see what it's about. So I will probably not get the entire line, but I'll at least get a couple figures just so that I can see, you know, see how they do. I'm curious about, uh, you know, just how they're put together, what kind of articulation they're going to have, you know, just what kind of quality figures are they doing. You know, I'll probably pick up Scarlet and Roadblock or Scarlet and Duke or something like that. But I, I know that everywhere I've seen G.I. Joe fans saying they want six-inch figures. Um, and then, you know, the other half of the G.I. Joe fan base says, no, we don't want six-inch figures. Well, there is definitely, a, a, there has been a clamor for figures in this scale. Not everyone wants it. But I think enough people want it that they'll hopefully go out and buy it. I'm just really curious. I, I, I want to see what a six-inch Joe looks like. Mark Weber. I mean, there's a lot to dig into here. It's it's out there clearly enough through some of the stuff Bobby has said that he and I pitched a six-inch line when we were at Asbro. And uh, it got squished pretty hard. So... I, I'm glad it's happening, like I said. And I think people who say, well, you know, I won't support it. You know, I don't, don't want it. It's not my scale. I get that. But if you want a brand that's scuffling along to gain some momentum, even if you don't support it, I think you have to hope it does well. And like, like I've said, I've never been preachy about collecting. That's what I like about collecting is everyone defines their own collection. So uh, I'm interested to see it. I'm interested if it's called G.I. Joe Elite, because that would uh, 
that would show a thumbprint of mine still left over. One thing I would throw out there, given that it's a June release, the June release is really interesting because it almost guarantees a classic look for the figures. Yeah. Uh, essentially they're going to want to have something where they pay the least amount of royalty possible. And so the idea is that this first line should be enormously profitable for Hasbro, given that what they normally sell at the six inch level and, and have done a really good job with are the black series and the Mar and the Marvel series where they're paying gigantic royalties. Mm -hmm. So, G.I. Joe, at least the classic stuff, is completely owned by Hasbro. There's no royalty on this at all, provided that it's a classic look for the character. So I, I think that's how they get it going. And then, uh, assuming it does well, I, they have to have six-inch stuff planned for the movie as well. So it didn't surprise me that some of the known movie characters aren't in here, that there's no Baroness, that there's no Storm Shadow. If it's a classic themed line, which I would absolutely bet the this debut wave is a um, little bit interesting that there's a Snake Eyes and Scarlet. But if you're going to put a six inch Joe line out there, you really want to put your best foot forward. And so I don't know how you would avoid Snake Eyes or Scarlet, but Snake Eyes has a couple of different iconic looks. I would absolutely expect this to the six inch figure to reflect his uh, his first figure, the more commando look of him. And then the follow-up movie figure will probably be more Ninja or more V2 or whatever he looks like in the film. Hmm. So I would look for that. The one one thing that's really interesting about that June date, though, is the big retail, which is Target and Walmart now, they don't reset their planograms mid-year for, for anybody. Like, you fit in to their 1-1 and their 8-1 resets. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if there's no mass retail placement brick and mortar uh, wise for this line. If this is going to be an Amazon or a, you know, entertainment earth or individual retailer kind of play to start with. And then the interesting thing is that movie product probably isn't hitting until September ish. So mm -hmm. is this something that's going to land at mass retail later? And if it is, and this is complete speculation on my part, are they holding another figure back as almost a wave 1.5 for the retail version of it on 8.1? Because one of the big pushes Bobby and I made, and I think most marketers would if they understand a collector brand at all, is if you have a troop builder, it's absolute gold for your lineup. So if there's, and it's villain light, if there's a Cobra Trooper six-incher, is it possible they're holding that back for a retail line on 8.1? Because you could heavy pack that guy and drive fans to the stores. Because the the worry here from a, from a marketing, from a, you know, a, a toy guy perspective is if it's available through Amazon.com and, and uh, Big Bad Toy Store and, and all that on 6.1. That's where the collector pounce will be. And if you're planning to introduce it to mass retail then on 8.1, you know, saying this is a collector-fueled line, but there's no pounce, then you're, you're almost setting the brand up for failure again. This is what happened to the retaliation toys. 
that came out originally and then got sat in warehouses for a year while the movie got pushed back. And then when it finally came out again and these frustrated retailers finally got to put toys on the shelf, they found that the week one numbers were not special. Like there was no pounce like there always is with a new movie and a new collector themed toy line. So there's a lot of interesting things here, especially fueled off that June release. And the figures themselves, I'm sure they'll be great. The Hasbro six-inch figures are outstanding. The one thing that makes me a little bit nervous is for all the excess success, excuse me, of Star Wars and uh, Marvel, both of those lines are notoriously light on accessories, hmm. and they'll be really important for Joe figures. And they should have money, given that they're not paying royalty, at least on the classic stuff to fuel into a lot of stuff in the package. So, you know, you should expect bandoliers and grenades. And if it's an adult collectible, which is how they're usually marketed, they aren't going to have to worry so much about uh, a choking hazard. Mm -hmm. So you should be able to get small knives that fit into scabbards and guns that fit into holsters. Again, just from a tooling budget and overall uh, cost-centric uh, standpoint. So I guess that's the longest run on sentence ever, but um, there's a lot of different right. things right. play it's here. Fine. It's, it's, you're, you're speaking it. Yeah, and, are, you can go run on for a half an hour. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, there's a lot of interesting things here, but the uh, bottom line, even if you're not a six inch collector, this is very, very good for the brand. I agree. I could not agree more. And I know that there have been some fans that are just, you know, outraged, you know, where are our four inch figures and I'll never buy the six inch. And, and I don't, I don't tell anybody what they should collect, but I mean, just because you, you don't collect, it doesn't mean the people that want the six inch figures shouldn't have them. Uh, And yeah, it's really nice to have something out for a change. It's been a long dry spell. And the howl is coming if there isn't four-inch figures, right? Same thing from Sigma right. Six, and and a stunner of of a decision back then when they decided to activate an additional scale and went with two and a half, right? <laughs> a, a scale that never existed for Joe. But I think I mean the writing is really on the wall here for the four-inch collector, which is what I am and what for most Joe fans are now because uh, there aren't that many twelve-inch collectors left, but. Four-inch has dried up for Star Wars and has gone away for Marvel. And so two of their big brands that are, you know, I I can't say guaranteed money makers because they have such onerous uh, royalties attached to them, but they always move product. Yeah. But getting away with it on getting away from it on Star Wars and completely got away from it on Marvel. So it wouldn't shock me. If and and again, they got away from it on Joe, right? The the fiftieth anniversary stuff. Eventually, they stopped making it. So, I wouldn't say that Hasbro is anti four inch, but if you look at the recent history, they've really been putting their money behind the six inch scale. And so, don't be shocked if there isn't much, or maybe even isn't any four inch representation for the movie line. Yeah, well, I've said since the fiftieth anniversary line died that G.I. Joe will be back at some point. We may not recognize it as being something that, that is a continuation of what came before. It's probably going to be something completely different 
but it'll be back. And it looks like that that's finally coming to pass. I wouldn't be surprised, though, Mark, having worked a lot of those planograms in a target. This is a pretty small release. You know, this is this is one wave of figures. There's no... It's essentially, it's one peg. So nobody's resetting a full planogram for this. I could see this just being a peg at the end of the four feet space for Transformers right before it segues into the eight foot space for Star Wars. It's a peg. It's one one wave of figures that'll go on a peg. So the June release isn't that weird necessarily as far as the timing goes. I think it's enough time to get that one wave of classic figures out before it segues into movie themed stuff. And then, you know, if you, if you look at, at, I'm thinking of how Marvel puts out their waves of, of legends. Maybe you go back and forth between classic and movie and, inside those waves like maybe wave one is this this classic wave that we see there and then wave two we see some of the the other popular characters that didn't get into wave one like that's where we see a baroness and that's where we see a storm shadow and and that's where we maybe see a cobra commander or a zartan or somebody like that and then wave three kind of turns into an amalgamation of both it's possible, and it's been obviously uh, a couple of years since uh, since I wore the big H on my chest. But as as I understood it back then, they didn't change planogram for anybody, and it would take a massive change in uh, the ability to push from Hasbro's end and the openness from Walmart and Target in what is a shrinking and ever shrinking toy aisle mm. to say, you know what? Yeah, we can we can reset you know, a portion of our planogram to do that. Uh, it just didn't happen when I was there and to have the idea that they would do it for GI Joe, a brand that was last known by Walmart and target as a massive retail failure. Uh, I don't know, a, a June reset with no entertainment behind it. Yeah. I could see it at, you know, maybe as an end cap or something that's a little easier to negotiate, but in in aisle, I think that's a real long shot. Yeah, I don't want to uh, out any of uh, what's on Joe Mind's uh, secret sources, but I've so far we've we've really only heard from like online stores, isn't that correct? So that that's all we've heard so far is is online sales. As far as what's been out there to consume, that's been my guess. The folks that I talk to are not online retailers. Our sources are not online retailers. I can, I can throw that out there. All right. I, I don't want to go any further into it because, again, I don't want to get anybody anybody into any trouble, but they are not online sellers. Talk, Irizarry. We know where you live. <laughs> no, you don't. And I, 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 again, I want to <laughs> Well, I mean, St. Louis, I, but yeah, but, but yeah. after that, it didn't you know. Anyway, uh, I again, I want to reiterate, I, I'm not a modern collector, so I really don't have a dog in the fight. But uh, I, I would like to see and I do hope to see some kind of product uh, su- uh, supporting the movie or the movie supporting some kind of a product. Mm. I know a lot of fans have really been waiting for G.I. Joe on retail pegs again. So uh, I, I do hope they get that. And, it, you know, whatever they put out, even though it's not in my wheelhouse exactly i'll i'll still get at least a sampling of it so i can you know uh, i can 
uh, have it in my collection and kind of see what it's about. Yeah, and let me throw out there too, Mark. I know I, I talked about my experience working for Target. Let me throw the caveat on there that I've been gone from the bullseye for a lot longer than you've been gone from the big H. So I don't want to make it sound like I'm I'm this big Target expert because that that's an experience that's that's pretty long in the rear view at this point. But my experience it, was is that revisions were not such a big thing, and, and and one peg sounds more like a revision than it does a reset. Right, and I was I mean I worked on Transformers and Joe, one you know one brand that had a lot of pull as far as toys go, and one that had hardly any. Mm. And the understanding during my time there was they wouldn't even ask for it. Wow. It was such an it was such a flat no that they wouldn't even broach the topic. Wow. So not that it couldn't be done, you know, if Avengers five, the return of Cap and Iron Man, uh, all of a sudden got uh, greenlit and, and fast tracked and they needed room for it on toy aisles. But this isn't that. So I would find it really hard to believe in the aisle. Now, if it's an end cap or, you know, Target's got their little exclusives kiosk kind of thing mm. going on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I love that they have those kinds of things because hopefully it will let them you know pounce and, and grab and be a little more agile than they've been and then than any big retailer is but i'd be i'd be really really surprised that june date just screams no mass retail and but that's that's not all bad news because if there's no mass retail placement at launch and Hasbro is still going through with a line that would be a hundred percent new tooling. That's a significant investment. Like yeah. when I was working on Joe, we got like four new items for the year and two of them were, you know, new sculpts and two of them were new heads. Like they didn't spend money on Joe by the time I was on Joe. So if they're actually getting behind something that looks like, it might have limited mass retail penetration. That's a really good thing. And it's the kind of support the brand hasn't seen in ages. So, And Gung Ho's mustache counted as two items. Exactly, right? Yeah. Plus, plus that uh, marine uh, ball and bird tattoo on his friggin' neck. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but you're not bitter, and that's what's important. <laughs> Look, just, not at all. just send me the image, man, and I'll tell you. <laughs> hey, could we move the tattoo onto his chest, please? <laughs> and for everyone out there who loved that gung-ho figure, I'm sorry that you'll never unsee that now, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I do know what you're talking about, and, and I'm glad you said that. I do, uh, I'm, glad, I'm glad that's out there. Thank you. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> That's good stuff. So <laughs> that's good radio right there, right? <laughs> Don't get me started. We all take that that moment to stop and collectively think about it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a neck tattoo is a bad idea anyway, right? <laughs> yeah. Generally speaking, yes. yes. Yeah. No, no offense to our fine Marines out there, but if you're putting a giant ball and bird on your throat, yeah. <laughs> Maybe rethink that. Just take a second, second, rethink that. Right? Yeah. Five minutes. <laughs> it's just a target for Joe to punch anyway. <laughs> really? It, exactly. It just kind of gives her like a laser sight lock on. 
Joe Colton, you've been quiet on this this topic. What's your thoughts here? I'm excited for it. Like we've had rumblings for years of maybe a six inch figures. It's not like they haven't done six inch figures before. I am hoping that they're on par with the Star Wars Black series and the Marvel figures and some of the NECA seven inch figures. I want to see the articulation, the sculpts, the accessories. So I am also curious. If Mark is right, though, and they're holding back that troop builder, that'll be uh, like a 1.5. That, that'd be cool. I mean, that's I would, I that's would buy pure, pure speculation, right? Yeah. But yeah. It, is, it is such a colossal miss from a line building perspective. If mm -hmm. you're lucky enough to have a Cobra Trooper or a Storm Trooper or something in your line that collectors will buy every time they see it, you cannot miss on that opportunity. Yeah. Right? And that Cobra Trooper, that Cobra Trooper goes in every line moving forward. Mm -hmm. It just yeah. sells forever. And that's a gift to a toy company. And so I, I cannot imagine someone putting together a Joe lineup like this at a new scale. Going, yeah, we don't need that Cobra Trooper. Like, oh, Oh, yeah. I've already got messages from people saying, "Just give me a case of Cobra Troopers. I, right. I will buy them by by the pallet." Well, and that uh, again, this is a whole bunch of speculation. But if it's not going to mass retail at the six one launch, but you are saving a troop builder to fuel the collector pounce on eight one when it's going to Walmart and Target, then at the same time you offer your big bad toy store guys the opportunity to buy full cases of the Cobra Trooper. Mm -hmm. Then everybody's happy. I mean, you really can't sell out of a, no. of a figure like that. It would be such a colossal miss mm -hmm. that I don't care who's running the brand. I can't believe they would not have thought of that. I'm, I'm going to throw a perspective on here from former guest of the program, Dan Larson, who is the host at Toy Galaxy on YouTube. Uh, with res and this, he, he put this on Twitter, looks like yesterday. Uh, with respect to the potential slash rumored G.I. Joe six-inch Wave 1 character choices, it's a heck of a stronger Wave 1 than the Black Series started with. And then listed off X-Wing Luke, R2-D2, Sand Trooper, Darth Maul. Right. But the difference is they knew they'd be making Black Series for years. So True. they didn't have to start with even a B lineup, right? With this Joe lineup, I mean, you can see how the lineup was constructed, not just because it's big names, but you've got the – you have a female character. You always want to have at least one in a lineup. You have a villain, got to have a villain – and likely a guy not involved in the movie that's mm -hmm. coming out this fall. And then you have some ethnic diversity in Roadblock, which is important. And then you've got, you know, your your A, you know, one A one and one A in Duke and Snake Eyes. So you you're hitting, you know, I'm not critiquing the lineup at all, other than it's missing the other key thing you want, which is the troop builder. Yeah. Like oh, it's, I, it's I mean I agree. I just, I just think it's, I think wave two is going to happen. And I think that's where it happens. You know, I think wave two is, is probably movie product. And maybe there's a Cobra trooper in there. That's generic enough to apply to both. I don't see them just taking a pass on it. 
I think it's really, really hard from a royalty perspective to split a lineup half classic and half movie. You don't see that a whole lot. Like in Transformers, we never, I don't think we ever did that. Like it was either a movie line or it wasn't. Yeah, but uh, Legends has done that. Try to think how that would work. Like Legends has, has done that fairly regularly. They'll have. Wonder how the I wonder how the royalty splits to Marvel. If it's the same, if a comic based cannonball figure costs the same as, you know, a movie based Captain America. Mm. I don't I don't know how that works. I never worked on Marvel directly. Bobby actually might have some better insight on that, given his Marvel product background. But I'd be really surprised if if a, a Joe line was ever split between movie and classic. The hope would be that this, I fully expect this to be a classic line, followed up by a movie line, and then the hope is that it's then followed up by a classic line again. I think that would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little easier to convince a Walmart and a Target to keep the room they made for the, you know, for the movie stuff. Sure. That uh, then then to squeeze in something that isn't backed by any sort of entertainment. And as far as we know, there is. If there was entertainment at post movie being worked on, we would know about it. Maybe not much about it, but we would know. Perhaps you'd think if there's a TV or something in development, if it, if it hasn't at least started with with the basics by now, it's going to be an awful good chunk of time. Okay, so uh, one thing I wanted to make sure I got out that I know this is all, you know, somewhat rumors and, ver- and you know, verified info from trusted sources, and, but this is all leak-based. None of this is out there because Hasbro wanted it out there, but it's a really disappointing way for them to have this news get out. I mean, I'm sure they were trying to save it and, and have the big reveal be at Toy Fair, but... On some level, managing a brand is about expecting the leak. And so you could have done this on Hasbro Pulse and said six-inch figures are coming to G.I. Joe and not said anything about the lineup and just gotten that news out and gotten credit for it and hits and clicks and, and be and you know, own your own news. And and then if it leaks, then at least you got ahead of it a little bit. It's such a sad way to to announce a new scale for a beloved product and new product for a beloved brand. I'm I just think it's a it is a real opportunity missed. Um, and it may not matter long term into how it sells or what it does for the brand, but this to me is a tremendous baton drop, at least from a marketing perspective. I, I agree. I mean, when it When the news first hit, it was like a a post on a website with misspellings, and I didn't trust it. I I was waiting to hear from some more official source. Mike has heard from Deep Throat, so I I guess it's official now. But I didn't report it on Facebook. I didn't share anything because the sources that it initially came from seemed a little sketchy. This thing that that a lot of people have said that they've wanted, that they've been begging for, uh, I guess is now coming about, but uh, it came through kind of a 
uh, a very anticlimactic way. Especially when you've got something like Hasbro Pulse to serve as a tool for situations like that, like this. You know, on, on New Year's Day, say we get an email, hey, New Year, new G.I. Joe, whatever. Throw your, your basic information out there. More to come, and everybody just buzzes on it. You've controlled it from that spec. So, you know, kind of a, a half kudo to him on this, because apparently this, this started last fall, and we're only getting word of it now here in, in mid-January. So they, they did keep the lid on it for a while, but... You know, eventually it, it did get out. And let me throw it out there, too, uh, as far as, you know, gathering news and sources and things like that. I understand that that is, like, truthfully, if I didn't have something, if I didn't have information that I could put my name on, if I had insider information like this and, and could put my name on it, then then I, I would. I'm not a fan of saying, hey, well, we got sources. I know we don't tend to report things when we don't have concrete facts you know like we a, a lot of a lot of shows a lot of similar podcasts and what have you uh, they they will put out information uh, that it substantiates a lot of rumors that could put out there we really do our best to not do that for as silly as we are as this show goes on the news gathering process is something that we all take very seriously like, exactly. I was just kidding about the the deep throat. No, no, no. Uh, you're you're good. You're good. I'm throwing this out there for, for everybody. I was just kidding. No, no. You're you're good. I, again, Brian, you're you're in the circle enough that you you know you've been you've seen how the sausage is made enough on on what's on Joe Mine at this point that, that, that yeah, I'm not and, and, I'm yeah, not throwing anything like, at you. But I, for the, the folks the, out there that that wonder, well, you're just doing what uh, this show does or what this site does or yeah, you know, we kind of are. I, I, I hate that, but at least if we are reporting it and we're giving you the line, well, our sources are saying this, I promise you that I have personally made that contact and gotten that information. Or Joe has personally made that contact or gotten that information. Or if it's somebody who's on the show with us, then they have personally gotten that information. So we're not just parroting what you've seen in other places, what you might have heard in other places, et cetera, et cetera. We really are trying to bring you news, concrete news. It's just unfortunately we have to present it in a similar way. There's been a lot of times that rumors and, and things like that have gone through and they've made their wave, and we didn't even acknowledge them on the program because we couldn't substantiate it for ourselves. And that's just how that goes. It's it's our choice. That's how we're going to run our, our our news bits. And and again, not not casting aspersions. If another source that you might pay attention to does, maybe they did make that contact. Not my place to say. I'm not in the room. I don't know what's going on. So again, not to cast aspersions, but when when we report something that isn't something we can cite like that, it's because we have personally made that connection. Again, that's not pointed to you guys. I know you guys know that. It's more for, for the listeners that maybe aren't seeing the, the shades of gray there. I'm glad you clarified, because if that was a swipe at me, I would make a video so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that Lando's going to get it. <laughs> How 
how's Lando dating like a 15 year old at the end of that movie? Oh, God. Oh, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. They explained it in the book, just not in the movie. Sure. <laughs> He also and, dates his robot. Well, and when he finally gets the Falcon back, right? Uh-huh. Like, the robot got absorbed into the Falcon, right? Shouldn't it have recognized him and been like, where have you been? You have not been attentive. Right? <laughs> the number one reason people tune into the show is the journalistic ethics. So totally, I'm glad we got that. Our last episode wasn't totally just a clip show of running gags or anything. (laughs) Hey, man. Walter Cronkite School of Broadcasting and Telecommunications, class of 98. Go Devils. So there you go. There's your journalistic. Lava Bears! Every one of those clips was verified through two independent sources. That's right. At least two independent sources. Yeah, Poutine, Poutine and Poontang. (laughs) that's good times so i i guess uh that next question involving a a gi joe six inch line we we know wave one right and we'll we'll start with you mark weber as you have the 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 biggest opinions on this i'm sure if you're going to go five characters for a classic wave two who would they be who kind of sprung it on me. Well, yeah. if there isn't a if there isn't a friggin' troop builder in wave one or wave one point five, you're absolutely going for a Cobra Trooper. Have to. Okay. Um, because you can use them forever. And again, it depends on a big part of this is if you're talking wave two, and no wave exists on its own. So if if what I think would be most likely, wave two is a movie line. So if you're talking classic, I, I got you. Like, We're, you're you're thinking about it in realistic terms. I'm saying ignore yeah. all of that. We've got okay. we know our five figures in wave one. We've got a classic yeah. lineup for wave two with five more characters. Who would it be? Uh, you're doing a Cobra Trooper. You're doing Cobra Commander. It's tough because you're. I mean, it's hard not to do Storm Shadow, but out of five characters, you, the max you're getting is two villains. So Cobra Commander, Cobra Trooper. I would love to do a realistic, not that Roadblock, Duke, and Snake Eyes aren't somewhat realistic, but I think classic, realistic-looking military uh, would sell like crazy. And so I, I would go the Mike route and throw a beachhead in there. I just think beachhead would be a, a tremendous seller. So I, I'd want to throw him throw him in there as well. It, it's Man, it's hard to build randomly because you want to get a female figure in there as well, but you can't do Baroness as, cause it'd be a third villain. I don't know if you do maybe Flint and Lady J together in the same lineup. That's off the top of my head. It would honestly lineup building was my favorite thing that I ever got to do at Hasbro, but it was never something I threw together in an afternoon or, you know, with no advance notice. So, uh, it's a good question, but I, I would take the weasel's way out and say, I think I need a little more time to talk about that, but, um, just, just for fun. It, Nobody's holding you to this. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm I holding to, him to it. Holding to it. I, Next I episode, give, we will totally grade him out on this. Yes. 
I want to give a realistic answer. So if you're, if there's only five, I mean, this is this is how the mind the mindset goes, and it's not. I'm not speaking poorly of it, uh, because by and large, the the lineups generally work across you know all their brands. But you're not going to have more than two villains. They'll want a female figure in there, and they'll want a troop builder somewhere, and some ethnic representation. So when you're building your dream lineups, dream lineups are great because, well, if it was me, I'd do Interrogator and Ace and Thunder and, and all of my favorite Joe characters, and it would be a lineup that wouldn't sell all that well. But there's, I mean, there's kind of rules that they play by. And so you can do a fantasy football lineup or you could actually apply some of the criteria and not to even mention how much tooling is being reused and what's the future reuse of the new tooling you're putting together. Certainly. So, um, yeah, we're, I'm just... not expecting you to throw the, you know, interrogator, ice cream, soldier, sonic fighter, road pig lineup out there. Although right. Boy, that be, was my lineup. It would oh. be amazing. Spoiler. But no, I, I, I follow what you're saying there. Yeah. Yeah. Brian lower. You had all that time Mark was talking to think this out yourself. Who's your next five? Cross Country, version two. There's our left no, field. No, not Cross. There, n- never another version of Cross Country, please. Um, <laughs> so I think you probably mentioned a few that really ought to be there. If it's going to be a small line, then you know you want to get the most bang for the buck. So it's got to be characters that people recognize and and uh, want to go out and buy as you won't be doing like anybody too obscure. I think the, the idea of beachhead is actually a fantastic idea, but uh, I mean, you got to have a Cobra commander, right? So uh, a Cobra commander beachhead, if you're not going to do the Baroness, but you want a female figure, uh, maybe Zarana. <laughs> Unfortunately, not a lot to choose from, but, uh, but we'll say, we'll say Zarana or Jinx. Well, no, no, that's going to, she's going to be in the movie. I don't know. Maybe, uh, yeah, as, um, Storm Shadow. Yeah, that you, you got to go with the big names. I think if you're gonna have a short run, if you're gonna have uh, the, not many figures, you gotta have uh, have the heavy hitters. So, I would go with probably the, just the usual suspects. Another thing that I didn't mention, but when you're you know when you're making the sausage, so to speak, you also got to line them up and and look at the colors, right? And so. A lineup that has a light blue Cobra Commander and a dark blue Cobra Trooper and a dark green Beachhead and a light green Lady J and a mainly black Flint, like that, that sets up well on shelf. And that, that's a good that, palette. That is something they take into account. It's a good palette. Yeah, that's really not bad. Just throw cross country in there, and I think we've got a deal. Yeah, and a pink, pink Zerana, right? There's some pink on the shelf. Joe Colton. I put down Troop Builder, Baroness, Storm Shadow. I was going to do Major Blood, but then Mark was saying, you can't have it all bad guys. So then I changed it to Mercer and Lowlight. Mercer. Deep cut. (laughs) What? Mercer. My my absolute least favorite character. Mercer. Yeah. That's your least favorite character out really? of all of them? I mean, out of the legitimate ones, yeah. I don't count anybody after 92. 
You mean to tell me out of Taurus, Road Dog, yeah. or Red Dog, and Mercer, Mercer is the one you have the problem with? Mercer yeah. is the one I have the problem with because oh there is no way he gets to be a former Cobra Viper and is allowed anywhere to any time to see daylight for the rest of his life. There's just no way. Okay. I, I get that. I understand that. I actually am totally on board with that. However, on the other hand, uh, he would have some Cobra intel, and they didn't like put him like in G.I. Joe headquarters. He was off there with Sergeant Slaughter out in the desert somewhere. I think if you're going to have a guy like that, that's where you put him. Look, he can have his Cobra Intel in Leavenworth. Whatever. I'm. I'm just no. I'm not buying it. I can't. I. I have never been able to suspend that disbelief in my head. Now, I mean, visually speaking, yeah, he's legit. He looks like a GI Joe. He looks like a late '80s GI Joe. No problems there. But just from from a story perspective, bothers me to no end. Is it because it's too close to home? Totally, because I, I too, was a former Cobra Viper. No. I remember liking Mercer as a kid just because of the gun. Yeah, I think, I think cool it was the, the first pistol with a silencer, and I just dug that as a well, kid. I'm like, I'm, I'm all in. Mercer's my guy. Mutt had one. Second version of Mercer is not bad either. It's not, not a bad figure. Yeah, no, yeah. He's, he, like, he's, he, he's been he's served like well anti, in plastic. He's, he's the anti-Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, I, just, I can't do Mercer. I did like that that Mercer version 2 pretty much ignored everything about Mercer version 1. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? Yes. It was the 90s. They did that. It's a, they uh, did that sometimes. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a good pick, but it's like, you know, we got a chainmail arm and uh, beard and like, it just, it was such a massive detraction. Not detraction, but they just went such a completely different way. I thought it was interesting. Like, why do Mercer V2 if he has none of the cues of Mercer V1 at all? Fair. He's not even allowed on the team per Mike. So. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I, I can't do it. Okay. I can't do it. So, Mike, you got to decide. Major Blood or Mercer? Like, Right. Oh, I mean, just if we're talking character standpoint, I'm going Major Blood, no, no question. If that, If that's my coin flip. I meant on the five, not in general. Of course, Major Blood. On the five? On your that, five? Like, yeah. I would say that there are plenty of Joes that have more fans than either one of your G.I. Joe picks. I wouldn't have picked either one of them necessarily. You don't necessarily. like Lowlight? I like What's Lowlight. What's wrong with you? I like well, Lowlight. Well, it's my list, so. That's fine. Again, it's your list. That's just, I'm just saying that if that's what if that's what it is, then I, I wouldn't have picked either of your Joes, but, you know. That, that's fine. It's your list. It's, it's the we asked the question to get your opinion. My uh -huh. my opinion is not any more right than your opinion is. It's just yours is yours and mine is mine. Mike's opinion though has a thousand percent less Mercer. It does. Yeah. That it does. At least a thousand percent. Mike, are there any other great Joe characters that you hate? No, just Mercer. Okay. Really, just just him. No, I, I just I didn't know this. We haven't had the Mercer conversation. So. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't or the can't. hate conversation. Can't do, the the remember when Devils Do had that special missions Manhattan, where Mercer yep. was part of Beachhead's team, and basically just you know he he was a total jerk. So Beachhead made him kick doors in and do the things that would make him attract the most bullets. 
I liked that. Mm-hmm. That was a good story. Because my favorite character was sending my least favorite character into harm's way. You have a dark side, Mike. I... Look, it's fiction, it's just... man. Who cares? It's Mercer. If he dies, who cares? It, it's, a, it's a comic book. You like Robo Joe over Mercer. Hmm. Or yeah. Star Brigade rock and roll. Oh, right. dude, Star Brigade rock lighting and roll stuff. Lighting that marshmallow Love off it. his laser rifle as he goes into the sun. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Now that, Battle Force 2000 DJ. That's, that's not me. That's Hooded yeah. Coco right there. It shows I did my yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. Now, look, this is exactly what I'm talking about. I, I do a review of Robo Joe. I do a review of Ice Cream Soldier. And and all the people who for whom those were their favorite Joes, they come out of the woodwork. It's like, don't talk bad about my Ice Cream Soldier. <laughs> See? See? There's always some Skymate fan oh, running around JoeCon. They're called Australians. Space shot. Give me a break. Gears. That's a real Joe. And yeah, that, that was bad. That was bad. <laughs> I like the ones that are so... I mean, there's some that, even as a kid, I didn't like Cobra Law. I didn't even want. I was like, yeah, wouldn't take it. Wouldn't pick it up off the floor, right? If someone <laughs> dropped it at school. Tim Tim Roberts, probably. Probably. Um, but That seems his MO. Ones, as a fan or a collector where you're like, I don't really want it, but fine. And that's, yeah, the gears, the space shot, the Colonel Courage on some level. Oh, my God. As you've told us on on one occasion, Tim Roberts was all about stuff falling in inappropriate places. (laughs) Right? How do you miss a high jump pad? (laughs) That poor guy. They're like six feet wide and ten feet long and three feet high. I mean, you should at least hit the side of it. <laughs> Just bounce harmlessly off the front. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Screw you, Weber. You were always stealing my comments. <laughs> so if I was going to take five, be Cobra Commander, be Storm Shadow, for the purposes of selecting figures in a toy line, I think female characters are so scarce that they're almost a different category than G.I. Joe or Cobra. So I think all the ladies kind of get grouped together as female characters. I would take the Baroness for a wave two. And then I would take Stalker. And I would also take Beachhead. That's a solid lineup right there. Two realistic military figures with camouflage. Mm-hmm. It's wave two, man. It's wave two. Like wave wave three and later, you can start doing weirder stuff. Gotta have a troop builder, man. Gotta have. Yeah, I feel like you gotta hold back something for to make wave three enticing. I, there's still plenty in, to go and wait. Like Flint is not has not been done. Uh, Zartan, Zartan, uh-huh. any of the Dreadnoughts, dude. Six inch Road Pig. I swear to God, that's a figure I'm waiting to see. Right. Hand on heart. Road Pig is one of those characters that when he first came out, I see him on the back of the card. I'm like, wow, they're really starting to stretch on these dreadnoughts. And then I got the comic books that he started showing up in. And Larry painted him as this split personality goofball. And I loved him. Loved him. He's a good character. He is. He really is. 
one thing to watch from a fiscal perspective, if these really are classic-based six-inch shows, remember how often the parts got reused in that wave one, right, yeah. of Joe in 82? Mm -hmm. So if you made just a couple of, you know, the chests and the arms and the legs, you could drop in year one Joe in every lineup without incurring much tooling. Mm -hmm. So you could, you know, it's not hard to turn, you know, grunt into Hawk. It's not hard to turn flash into grand slam. So yeah. from a, from a tooling perspective, if this truly is a full nostalgia, classic Joe play, that's a possibility too, moving forward. That's, that's something, you know, I would have explored had there been appetite for internal appetite for a six inch line uh, moving forward because the cell was and probably still is this is going to be really profitable without any royalty on top of the at least the non-movie stuff mm. and so when bobby and i were looking at it the idea was you could you could do a six inch joe with a lot of accessories with a we didn't want to do build a figure um because that was so such a marvel thing but we really thought you could get into vehicle play at the very limited level of Ram motorcycles and claw gliders and trouble bubbles. Mm. And you could, there would be enough room tooling wise that you could split up a vehicle. And if you collected the whole lineup, you could build a motorcycle or a, a chameleon swamp skier or something like that. Yeah, that there's definitely room for it. And it doesn't mean they would have to do it. Because if they didn't want to do it and just pocketed the money, they, they absolutely could do that. But I, I, I absolutely believed and still do that there's room for that in the fiscal budget if it's something they wanted to entertain. Well, that would answer a lot of the critics of the six-inch figures is that you, you just never get vehicles for them because the vehicles would be too expensive, too big. But that is a way to still get some vehicles. I mean, a little bit at least, yeah. right? Like I, I agree. You're never even going to get a vamp. Like you, like right. the S Star Wars Black has dabbled a little bit, right, in scale vehicles, and they haven't done well for a line that's done very well figure-wise. So, yeah. you know, yeah, there's uh, definitely I, I a line I, there that I, the fans are not crossing. Yeah, I think, and I think that's an accurate complaint because GI Joe is as much a vehicle line as it is uh, a figure line and six inch prohibits most of that. But I think you could dabble a little bit. You could stick your toe in the water a bit. And it was interesting to me uh, to see uh, what McFarland toys, another former uh, hanging in my hat spot uh, is doing with their DC six inch figures where they're doing build a Batmobile and you just click. I mean, it's very simple, but you just click it together and boom, Batmobile. Awesome. Who doesn't like the Batmobile? So it's out there, you know, you can, you could do something like this. And again, I have no inside knowledge of what this line is going to look like, but that build the equipment was something that was pitched a couple of years ago. So who knows if they still have that in mind, there's hardly anybody there touching the Joe brand that I worked with when I was on Joe, you never know what rattles around. You know who doesn't like the Batmobile? Who doesn't like the Batmobile? Crazy means. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But they're crazy. They're, yeah, they're quite, quite. It's in the name. Crazy means. They don't like the Batmobile. <laughs> uh, 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 uh.
So let's move on. Let's close the news and move on and let let the uh, visions of a GI Joe six inch line dance around in our heads for another couple of weeks, and hopefully we'll have more information by around this time next month when Toy Fair. Toy Fair is what the twenty second through the twenty fifth of February. I don't know. I don't have an invite. Yeah, same here. They, 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 you never know, though. The What's on Joe Mine press pass is going to get uh, refused for the ninth straight year, I'm sure. I wasn't planning to go last year, and I ended up wandering around the Javits Center. So you never know. There you go. If so, Mark, you know, uh, we'll gladly pay for your rights. And by pay for your rights, I mean slide you like a $10 Starbucks card. You know what? I think that's a good idea right there. And as a special, you know, I'll talk to my agent and my manager, but I, I bet my daily rate would be a dime box of C-Nugs. That sounds good. We can do that. Especially right now with them two for five at McDonald's. Two for five. Double dime of C-Nugs. I, uh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, maybe I'll see what I can do. I'll get it on that, uh, that, uh, Hasbro, uh, uh, day. There you go. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people there. Just put on a really blatantly fake mustache. Right. Like some some big... You Sunglasses, know, a hat. Big snidely whiplash right. type mustache. Who's that six-foot albino redhead with the bitchin' mustache who's so nice to all the fans? I think he plays for the Knicks. That's what... Start that rumor. We'd like to take a moment to thank our fine sponsors, AVAX Lab, for high-quality custom heads, weapons, vehicles, and parts for your G.I. Joe figures. Head to AVAXLab.com. It's a great place to get a little head. Roma Collectibles, the official Vagabond Hobo retailer of What's on Joe Mind. Check out RomaCollectibles.com for their convention schedule. Roma Collectibles is an official retailer for Boss Fight Studio. The Finest. The Finest is the largest G.I. Joe cosplay organization in the U.S. and is regularly represented by our own Joe Colton. The Finest has raised over $70,000 for various military assistance organizations. Find out more and pick up some G.I. Joe cosplay tips and guidelines at thefinestcc.com. 3djoes.com, the online home of our own Carson Metaxas. 3djoes.com offers an in-depth look at G.I. Joe from 1982 to 1994. Check out figures, artwork, books, and more at 3djoes.com. All the cool stuff. The official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the UK. All the cool stuff has a huge selection of G.I. Joe, Action Force, Transformers, Lego, and more. Check them out in Fordingbridge or at allthecoolstuff.co.uk. Kokomo Toys. The official brick-and-mortar retailer of What's on Joe Mind in the U.S. Kokomo Toys is your source for G.I. Joe, Funko Pops, Marvel Legends, Boss Fight Studio, and more. Visit their mega store in Kokomo, Indiana, one hour north of Indianapolis, and online at kokomotoys.com. We'll get into the post sock. One entry for the post sock this month, which is fine because there's a lot of news to talk about. We're going we're gonna to have a long news episode this time around. One post-sock question is fine. First-time question. Hope it's not been covered before. I recently picked up an Eco-Warriors barbecue. Something about him works for me as the character. Nice sculpt. You can see his face kind of 
and the garish colors fit his specialty. What figures do you think are underrated updates of a classic character? And this is from at the Dustin McCoy, who I'm guessing is Dustin McCoy via Instagram. That's a good question, Dustin. So thank you for writing in first off. And we will start off... Well, I've been going totally out of talk rotation the entire evening. Sarah Dietrich would not be pleased. No, she wouldn't. <laughs> I was watching. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Somehow, and well, I've been going with a talk rotation. It's just not the one that I wrote on here. Right. So. I, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> this is very confusing. I've had, I've because my the one I have written down is Joe, then Brian, mm-hmm. then Mark, and then myself. And I've been right. going with Mark, and then Brian, and then Joe, and then myself. So yeah. I've kind of had it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm two for four, which is terrible because I wrote the rundown. So. <laughs> and at one point, you did Brian, Mark, then me. Right. Then well, you. I, I think that I think that was the question where Brian had the most expertise. I, I do deserve the. I reserve the right to call an audible. On, that's on that's things dangerous. Where, I have no expertise. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were just freestyling. What's on Joe Mine legal counsel? Brian Lower. That's why I didn't say anything. I was like, I'll just wait till he calls my name. Clearly we're not in order. We are not. <laughs> so that is the that is our Sarah Dietrich moment of the episode right there. When Mike realizes, no, we're not following the talking order. <laughs> she would be so so disappointed in you. <laughs> She'd have yelled at me by now though. That's that's the difference. That's what that's the Sarah Dietrich difference right there. She'd have yelled at me by now. I, w- Good for her. She, when she, She'd have yelled at me. I call her Dark Sarah when she gets uh, angry. Not many get to see that side of her. No. <laughs> and live. It was damn fun. It was damn funny when that one came out on Ladies Night, though. <laughs> Anyhow, so I guess we'll we'll follow the talk rotation. Joe Colton. Why? 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 Just to say we did it once, because I feel like right. now, now I owe it to, you know, Sarah Dietrich, who is not here. I owe it to her to at least follow it once. Yeah, maybe give your regular co-host a, a chance to talk first. How about that? Sure. That's probably what What's I was your question, thinking. Mike? That's probably what I was thinking when I thoughtfully wrote out the 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 rundown. But then I got all excited because we had big toy news and we got we got mark in last minute so you know look i'm human so anyways joe colton what figure do you think is an underrated update of a classic character oh god like to see no, no, not, an not, updated not, not not what you want to see what is oh dear god underrated 
updated update of a classic character. What existing figure? I, I go to you first, and you try to change the question. I know. Like, I don't like the question. <laughs> don't, be, don't be an asshole to the Dustin McCoy. He was nice enough to write to it. Uh, I don't know. Leatherneck? With the giraffe pants? <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wow. Joe hey, Colton. Joe Colton. This, choice. I, I have to say, I, I, I don't mean to, to be the gatekeeper here, but I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed in that answer. I don't... I haven't really thought about it. Well, wow, you really sold it by the way you said, I don't know, uh, Leatherneck? <laughs> I'm like, who... Sure. who there is another Leatherneck. It could, it could be the Special Missions Brazil. It's like a desert theme Leatherneck. Don't, don't try to... Don't save her, Brian. No, don't, don't save me. Don't it's do fine. it. <laughs> don't you throw her the life preserver. Don't do it. She know, she She's on this show every time. She knows what she's <laughs> in for. She comes back willingly. In, in, her, in her defense, Mike, it's not really fair to spring this question on her that was on both rundowns that came out the last two days. Correct. Because <laughs> God forbid You're we do assuming a... You're I, I read all the way through the rundown. God forbid five minutes of show prep. <laughs> she got far enough to know what the talk rotation was supposed to be. Right. Oh, that's a good point. But skipped right over the actual meat of the episode. Good, good. Good. You'd think that seeing your name first in the talk rotation, you'd be like, hey, I better have some takes ready. He's coming to me right out of the gate. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Like, I'm trying to think if, if we wind up, if, God forbid we ever get what's on Joe Mine on Family Feud. Like, where do we put Joe Colton? She, she obviously can't answer a question. Like, we have to put Joe Colton in the audience. <laughs> Rated. You guys can both oh. be up. We'll take we'll take Godso and Bell to fill out our, our spot. That'll be our five. Yeah, take me out. Fine. Like anybody's tuning in to see the five of us on family. For real, right? <laughs> like I said, you got got to have one female figure in every lineup, right? That's true. That's and true. A true. And a true builder, and only a couple of villains. That uh, yeah. That's pretty much that. That five sim is pretty much straight villains, isn't it? You've got me looking at no. figures now. People still like Brian, so he's not a villain per se. He's got ten thousand subscribers for crying out loud. Give it time. That's true. Yeah. Wait, just Brian. wait till they get to know me. Wait, wait. You wait, know what? Can wait till they see You'll all the. Fine. Wait till they see all the the hate videos that post get posted about you. If you if you see a guy with a with a, a pasty complexion and a really bitchin' mustache, hey, that's not go. Mark. That's not Mark. No. Mark likes you. All I have to do, I can just grow the goatee and then I'm evil, Mark. Right? That's how it works. I think so. I mean, it's been a while on that goatee. Is it is it gonna be, you know, is it gonna be I ginger down there, or is it is it gonna be grayed oh, out? I can pull it. I mean. 
like from a shape perspective, I can I can pull off a square goatee like no problem. But I think there's more silver in there than I'd want to admit. Mm. See, I've been real lucky as far as hair going gray, or I should say, real been real lucky about hair not going gray. But if I grow in the beard, I'm not so lucky anymore. Yeah. I let it go over like a camping weekend or something a, a couple of years ago and found out that below the sideburns, but above the goatee is a hundred percent silver, mm. which is a really bad look, right? <laughs> it's like NWO Hogan gone wrong. <laughs> right? Negative Hogan. <laughs> it is a terrible look. So I got to make sure that that never happens again. It's like At salt least... and pepper or even salt and strawberry. I guess that's me. <laughs> Not a bad look, really, but to have it looks like you spray painted the sideburn, the mutton chop silver. That's a terrible <laughs> look. Nobody does that on purpose. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm sorry, Joe. You were saying. <laughs> no, uh, I was just gonna say Brian can wear a wig, but no, keep please continue. I buy I buy you time. She's out. She's done. Brian. I'm out. Brian, what's, how would you answer this question? She, she's, she's I, I, I do here. have an answer. I, I do have one. I was actually thinking of the second version of Shipwreck, which I've looked at before, and it turns out a lot of fans really don't even know very much about that figure. Everybody associates Shipwreck with that classic 1985 look with the, the blue and the Donald Duck hat and, and all of that, but that uh, that second version of Shipwreck with the, like the gray wetsuit and black and silver equipment um, is actually kind of nice. And for a 90s figure, they were actually quite restrained on the colors. So, you know, when you have that figure all geared up, it actually looks like a pretty cool figure. Now, I don't know if you would think Shipwreck when you, when you see it, but it's a nice figure. I like it. Good call. Mark Weber? You know what I... I had I, I did a little I did a little research and I have I have favorites here, um, but since the show started, I kind of I think I'm going to adapt and we'll go with Mercer version two. <laughs> what do you think, Mike? They threw the story out on that one. He's all right. That, that's, Actually, a, that's a strong contender some, some in, in, in my books because they threw the story out. Something uh, Brian and I have in common uh, is I I like more legitimate military looking figures and less neon and less sci-fi. So some of the ones I like are ones where they took garish figures and kind of calmed them down a little bit. So uh, Night Force Crazy Legs and Night Force Psych Out are two where they they took just, you know, oh, yeah. explosively non-military figures oh, that yes. were that were good sculpts and and made them a little more palatable if mm. you, you know, didn't think a psychologist or psychiatrist lieutenant would be running around in neon green near a battlefield. Yep. So those two spoke to me. But the one that I think is uh, everyone likes Night Force, right? I don't think those are undervalued. The one mm -hmm. that really jumped to me, and this is a, a bit of a departure from what I just said, the Supersonic Fighter Zap 2 is a really good figure. If you can get away from the bright silver long boots he's wearing, I just never thought they would get back to Zap at that point, right? Like, yeah. He was, uh, short fuse aside, he was one of the originals who never got much love, and I thought they'd actually forgotten about him, kind of. And the original Zap didn't look anything like the Zap we saw in the comics. 
And so the fact that they got back to Zap and they gave him his mustache and boots aside, it's a pretty killer figure. So I think that one's underrated and was always much appreciated by me. That's a good choice. I like that. Yeah. Excellent. I remember being in high school and seeing that zap on the pegs and going, hey, cool. They made another zap. And I was started hoping that they made another flash and I was just, just crushed again. Anyway. Shout out to to 93 Beachhead, who's kind of cool, but really looks more like a cobra. I'm going to dial... His, his blue period, right? His blue period, yes. I'm going to dial it back to an early remodel as far as G.I. Joe is concerned. I'm going to go with the 1987 Battle Armor Cobra Commander, which is not how I need to be right. taking my Cobra Commander all the time. But once in a while, it's it's kind of cool to think of that guy getting out and getting his hands dirty and being in some big bulletproof super suit and just tough to kill and it, it adds a wrinkle to things so i think there's there's lots of possibilities with that 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 kind of went underserved i always like that because it fit the kind of weasel nature of the character that yeah. if he was actually going to go out into danger he was only going to do it with a you know two billion dollar super suit yeah. To ensure his survival. I, and it's a great yeah. figure. I always like that thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, and granted, you know, it, it got in the deep cartoons and it got in the comics, but it never really lived up to what the file card promoted it as. Like it was supposed to be something where he was able to lift more and run fast and repel bullets. And he never did any of those things in, in any of the media that he was presented in. So I, I always feel like it, it was a little bit underserved in its use. And Maybe if they'd have called it an, an accelerator suit. Perhaps. <laughs> perhaps. <laughs> Maybe maybe if they had given it a giraffe print battle suit. <laughs> Her mic's on mute or she's asleep. Even money, probably. Yeah. Could be both by this point i'd like to point out that cobra commander needed a whole suit but major blood and mercer only needed one friggin arm <laughs> yeah but at what cost at what cost <laughs> major blood didn't have an elbow and mercer sucked You know, the the irrational hate I have is Billy. Yeah, I hate Billy. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that the last oh. time you were on, Mark. Yeah, Billy is is he's not oh, real high on my list either. I know Billy's getting kind of dry. Let's take his eyeball out and we'll give him <laughs> powers and a cybernetic leg. Like, that's I just great. Never, I just never felt that strongly about Billy either way. So I just uh, this is interesting, you know. To just to have even that kind of uh, strong feeling about him is is remarkable to me. I think there were there were enough characters I liked and like being an interrogator fan, having a favorite that was underserved in my view, and to open up Larry's comic. And I love, you know, no disrespect to Larry, but I would open it up and be like, oh great, it's Tales of the Billy, or as as the Billy turns. Like I just I couldn't wait for him to die, couldn't wait for it. <laughs> 
like I told you, man, I'm pretty sure that he was just happy to have one character that he was allowed to do whatever he wanted with. Yeah. That Hasbro totally, didn't I totally care about. That, but I, I didn't at the time. Yeah, right? no, no, me either. I didn't, I didn't even think of that. I was just like, oh, great. It's Super Billy here to save the day. Yeah, I've had to do a, 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 a lot of soul searching on Billy. And really, this is just a, that's a conclusion that I've come to just in the last couple of years. But, oh, wait, maybe, maybe Billy just kept the man sane. He can't, that's a good point. He can't, he can't put a bullet in some character that he hates. You know, say, say he doesn't like Ripcord or whatever. He can't just kill Ripcord. They'll get mad at him. But he can cut Billy's leg off in some terrible accident. So that's it for the the postdoc. Thanks again to the Dustin McCoy on Instagram for for writing in and spurring on lots of conversation. That maybe uh, you know if you write into us, maybe Joe Colton will want to discuss your letter, like she didn't want to discuss this one. <laughs> you get muted out again. Yeah. Everything all right? You said it. You, yeah, it'll be fine. Okay. It's just work. Okay. What's that? <laughs> I heard it sucks. It does. Got to stay away from it. Especially in DC. <laughs> You're our own Beltway power player. That's it. Well, that moves us Stop. on to what we got in. It's the part of the show where we humble brag about all the cool stuff we've accumulated since the last episode. Joe Colton, you went to Christmas in Canada. What'd you come home with? So I got a bunch of comic books for Star Trek and for Wonder Woman. And then I just picked up a Breckoff and a motorcycle from... Almost complete my October Guard set. Getting close. I think they had managed to work their way into last episode. What are you still missing from that? I am missing... Oh, I'm missing... So I'm missing the the single figures that don't go directly into the set. Hold on, I have a list. <laughs> I didn't expect you to ask me about that. <sighs> we should totally get that out because... Of the four of us, you're the one most likely to randomly receive one in the mail. True. <laughs> True. True. Uh, I, I've even put my which collection then on. terrify you that someone figured out your address. Right. I've even put my collection on Instagram and nobody's trying to, nobody's trying to add to it. It's awful. I'm missing a Dragonski. Okay. Oh, he's my favorite. Yeah. Picked up horror show. And so I just got colonel breck off uh, i need a red star i think that's it you have russian daryl <laughs> yes i do okay <laughs> i have russian daryl all right it's kind of an oxymoron <laughs> well i worked with him he, he wasn't russian anywhere <laughs> oh and Voltaire. Oh. that's what i'm missing I'm like, I know I'm missing somebody else. And who? Is he related to Voltar? Yes. Okay. okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, you're the grammar Nazi. Yeah. It's a French name. <laughs> For, referring to the, the philosopher. Right. Yes. 
so that's when they sold the Voltaire Nietzsche mm-hmm. two pack. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the chest cut on Nietzsche. I thought it ruined the whole aesthetic. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. You've, you've been on the you've been on <laughs> the uh, on the record on that for some time though. Can't wait to see the chest cut on these six inch figures. It's gonna be great. <laughs> What's Maybe. important is you're not bitter. They'll pack on the secondaries, the vests and the straps to help, you know, hide that chest cut, pretend it doesn't exist. Because it looks terrible. Mm. I agree. Mm. See? We're getting along already. See, yeah, yeah. Look, I a lot of people love the modern figures and even the chest cut. Yeah, I know. But this is one of my criticisms, but usually I keep my mouth shut. But you said it, so I'll just chime in. I've always thought, uh, here's an old soapbox. You can get away pose-wise with almost anything with a good waist cut without ruining what the figure looks like by putting a cut right across a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like, like cutting uh, Bazooka's uh, number 14 in half. Right, or one of the great heartbreaks of my life of working on the brand for a little amount of time was that I wasn't able to do a proper flash because flash or grand slam either way with that cut right across, which essentially a catcher's chest protector is just one of the most brutal figures I've ever seen for a character I like a lot that never really got much play beyond his original. Mm. So I wanted to fix that so bad. And I, you know, I got to do a couple things that I wanted to do. I got to do shooter and I got to do, you know, a couple brand new figs that I thought were important, like tombstone and such, but never quite got that flash figure done. I'm sad that I didn't get that opportunity. All right. You had to pick your battles. Yep. When we can. Hey, I only got four new things a year. It was hard <laughs> to squeeze uh, blood out of that stone. <laughs> But you did it. <laughs> I, you know, I got as much blood out as possible. Brian. Uh, what did I get in? I didn't, I've mostly gotten in like odds and ends stuff. Um, nothing too spectacular. The last thing I got for 2019 was uh, Tiger Force, Tiger Cat, and uh, Frostbite. And since then, I've just gotten specific things that I need for upcoming reviews. So I got like uh, the 1991 uh, Paralyzer. I got, I think, somebody's file card or something. I don't know. Just just really just odds and ends. I have not made my first, like, really cool, fun, big uh, collecting purchase of the year yet. One thing that I do when I work out my schedule for what I'm going to review in the year, I purposely put things on there that I don't have complete yet. So it kind of forces me to uh, to finish certain things that have I've left incomplete for too long. Uh, so that's kind of what I've been picking up, just odd, odds and ends things that um, I need, like, right away. Like, I, I had to finish uh, Incinerator. I was missing a piece off of his little um, catapult thing, so I had to get that. So, yeah, nothing too fun uh, right now. I've, I've got my eye on a, a few things. I think I'm actually going to nail down uh, Tiger Force Bazooka which is a figure that I've been <laughs> intending to get for several years now, but keep passing on it. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have more cool stuff coming in soon. Uh, but right now, just little odds and ends and trinkets. Mark Weber. 
Now, normally I don't, I don't have much to add here, but I've actually gotten a couple of things that are, are weird and kind of cool and, and you know, whatever. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll throw a more specific question at you to start with. You were talking before Christmas about the Jeep that you got, the, the, the Desert Scorpion. Yeah. Yep. Talk about the Desert Scorpion. I haven't actually opened it yet. I got a sealed one for like 20 bucks on eBay, which was, you know, a steal, I think, for a decently sized vehicle still sealed from 94 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the plan, this is kind of where I'm at. And this is what I love about collecting is, you know, everyone defines their own collection. You can find different ways to go after stuff maybe that you already have. Like, I, I never had the Scorpion. And so, and then I found out it came in tan with black accessories and then black with tan accessories. So my idea is I want to get both versions and then I want to make an all tan, truly desert version and an all black night force version. And so one of the things I got in from, I think it's Rattler Repros is some night force glow in the dark stickers to put on that black scorpion Jeep once I have the pieces and put it together. And I need to open this up. I just, I don't know if I'll film it or not, but you know, it's kind of cool to see something, you know, 20 years old getting opened up. So I need to figure out which I have so I can figure out which I need. I also landed the rat, which is a, a ridiculous little red hovercraft. Mm. That's it's just a bizarre vehicle, which is why I never had it. But you know, I like, plugging holes in the collection. I don't have to have everything, but I have a lot and I never had this. And so a bright red Cobra vehicle that it's just, it's lunacy and it's just named the rat. It just has a terrible name that has nothing to do with it being a high speed attack hovercraft. So I landed a rat in in good shape that wasn't too expensive uh, with its launching flak rotors, which I guess get lost a lot. And then the other stuff that I'm just starting to work on is I'm not a customizer on any level. Like I don't have that level of artistic talent nor patience, but everybody, Frank and Joe guys together. So I mentioned uh, last episode that I was working on the Cobra black star and great figure with some terrible pants. So I wanted to do the sci-fi fix on them where the the green accents on that figure are the same green as sci-fi. So I've acquired a sci-fi. Now I need to acquire a black star. I have one in the collection already, but I want to, I want to kind of rebuild. And that got me thinking, I mean, there's plenty of Joes that had bad choices in pants, so to speak. Backstop is a great character with bright yellow banana pants. So I'm starting to look at how can I Frank and Joe together a second version of good figures with bad fashion sense. So I think that's that's somewhere where I can collect that's not too expensive because I don't need their accessories. By and large, I already have the accessories for my original figure. But if I can get a backstop in and switch his pants up with mutt, maybe, if that green matches his uh chest that you know under that armor that he has or Mm. if i can fix a cobra black star or uh rumbler who's got orange pants nearly or windmill who's great from the waist up that's something i'm kind of dabbling in this year so maybe i'll I'll get some of that up online when i actually get a figure fixed and see what they look like uh, moving forward the the answer to that is to load up on version two leathernecks everybody gets giraffe pants (laughs) Giraffe pants. Everybody. I can make a whole. I can. I can make a whole crew like that. It'll be cool. Giraffe force. Mark, 
Uh, Mark, I, I opened a sealed Cobra rat, took it fresh out of the box and assembled it. I swear I thought half of the vehicle was missing. Right. I thought I got some kind of factory error that like, where's the bottom half of it? But that's that's actually the, the vehicle. Yeah, it's so hollow. Uh, but you can see the, you know, the cost savings at that point. <laughs> but, you know, they're making vehicles in 92 and they aren't making a lot of them. So they are cost-cutting like crazy. The rat is not well-regarded. Yeah. It's not a big win on, on a vehicle <laughs> level. But if you never had one and got one at a, you know, a good price with all the pieces on it, oh, yeah. you know, it's a it's, it's small win. I'll yeah. take it. Yeah, I'm probably in on it, too. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making fun of the purchase, certainly. But it, the, the, you have to, I have to admit that if, I, if it's me buying the rat, at least a little bit of it is kitsch factor. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's the oh, idea, yeah. the idea that it's bright red and the stickers are neon green, and it doesn't look like a Cobra vehicle, really. Maybe that's just the red of it. But what else you get? Anything? I fun? mean, kind of, kind of intimidating though, man. You see that thing rumbling at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the spinning blades. It's got the flak rotors that really launch. It's got four cannons, like. Half of that vehicle's gone. Those guys have no regard for their own lives. <laughs> right? <laughs> Need to get you out of the way of this. Who, you got to pull the shortest of straws if you end up driving the rat into the battle. <laughs> Just give it to the Toxo Vipers. They're already <laughs> right. the leaky suit brigade. So give it to them. That's their vehicle. That's how they go you into all wonder... those, those hazardous situations. You gotta wonder if Mercer escaped in a rat, perhaps, as a hovercraft and all. Possible. That would make me hate it. <laughs> but he he was he was with the Joes a full five years before the rat came out. So maybe it was if it, if anything, it was a rat prototype. Maybe a mouse. I mean, he is he is a turncoat. Wouldn't you put him in the cover rat? Well, I mean, you'd think later. Well, I know. I know. You wouldn't. No, I, w I, w I would put him in Leavenworth. <laughs> Leavenworth. That's where he belongs. Leavenworth. I'm not backing down on that one. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it because it's new to me. <laughs> oh, but well. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a character that's, you know, for a secondary character... He's pretty damn popular in the community. Yeah, he, he's got his he's got his fans. He does. He does. I I I don't understand it. I think maybe the the thing that I hate the most about him is kind of what people like about him. But that's not the first time that I've I've missed the boat. So whatever. Whatever. I'm I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. I don't have any special love for Mercer. I don't mind him, but I'm just amused at the strong emotional reaction. Hate him. Hate him. Robo Joe, Space Shot, Gears, bring them all. Mercer, you got a nice cell waiting for you. Ice Cream I'm Soldier, sure you're some, in. Somewhere Tollbooth is happy. Right. That he's above somebody on your show list. Dude, I'm all about Tollbooth. As you know, my, skull, yeah, it, it is, but it was it gave him personality. Not everybody can be pretty. That's true. But you remember my my famous 
prediction for all the the club releases was always Tiger Forest Tollbooth. Always. Anyhow, that's what we got in. I, well, I guess I did. I I really haven't didn't get anything in. I haven't even seen my folks for Christmas yet. But somewhere along the line, I did pick up at one of the shops here a a pretty nice Tiger Force Flint for a decent price that I just hadn't had one before. So he's got his little gray green gun and backpack and good paint on him. So I figured, what the heck? Let's let's get ourselves Tiger Force Flint. Merry Christmas. It's Tiger Force Flint. <laughs> is, is, are you laughing at the lameness of my story or did something with work happen again? No, I'm laughing at the lameness of your story. Right. Excellent. That's good. Good. I want you tuned in, honed in, got your edge back. Yes, I'm back. <laughs> That brings us to shout outs. Joe Colton, who are you shouting out? To my lovely co hosts for this evening. You don't remember our names, do you? No, none of you. Mm. I don't even know who you are. It's I don't even remember the, my name. <laughs> that's because of the mustache I'm wearing. Right. <laughs> also, <laughs> what's written isn't the order that we were speaking in, so I have no idea who you all are. And Wes and my parents were having us all up there for Christmas and to the finest, as usual. And they got all the calendars out. So everybody should have their uh, their perks yes. mailed out to them by now. I got mine. Yay! Yes, I got, so. the, I got the coin. I actually didn't get the calendar. Ah. I got the coin. Do you like the coin? I do like the coin. I thought the coin was neat. You know, nobody ever mailed in. We we were doing a giveaway on the coin, and nobody ever mailed in an entry for it. Oh. Like, we continued to get post-talk and, and, you know, letters and other types of communication, and nobody ever sent us something for the contest with the coin. Huh. <laughs> Long silence. Huh. I'm just shaking uh, my. Sorry. I'm shaking my head. Nobody's listening. Nobody cares. We were going to give I away a prize. Care. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> Basically, Sarah Dietrich went off script and and created a contest on the fly that nobody entered. Yes. That's why we followed the rundown. I wouldn't have thought that nobody would have sent something in. To... Okay. Yeah. Nobody. Nobody bit of a downer granted sure but hmm. anyways what's going on any any other shout outs nope i'm good brian lower you know Yo. you know shout outs give us some i've shout done outs. a few shout outs in my time all right shout us out I, I shall shout. Uh, well, first, you know, my family, who is very patient as I spend a lot of time on this hobby. And, of course, they've gone with me to uh, Joe Con and Joe Fest, so uh, always uh, to the fam. But in the community, I wanted to mention one person on YouTube who I've worked with before and who's been a, a pretty good partner uh, Timmer from the YouTube show Half the Battle. He is our contingent from Belgium. 
He's just been a great guy. He's been a lot of fun to work with. I like his show. He's had me on his show a few times. Uh, he's been on my show. And uh, yeah, he, he's the one guy that, you know, uh, he'll come up with something funny to do. And his sense of humor kind of meshes with mine. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give a shout out to uh, Timmer from Half the Battle. Uh, someone I really enjoy. I enjoy what he does and I enjoy working with him. Excellent. Your family have names? No. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Susan uh, and Mrs. HCC and uh, Audrey and Tori, my, my girls. <laughs> Figure what the heck, you know, let's, let's name them at least. My, my address, if you'd like to get a pencil. Right. <laughs> You is are, are are we all shouted out, Brian? I can't shout no more. I'm I've I've shouted all I can. All right, Mark Weber, shout it out. Always shout out uh, to Bobby Valla, friend of the program, uh, and you know, the creator of the Vallaverse, as it should be. And we like we talked about earlier, get out there, uh, support him. He's doing really really good work. And then I also want to give a shout out to Henry Golding, the future Snake Eyes who was uh, quoted this week as saying snake eyes was always seen as a weapon as almost an inanimate object. Okay. If that's your takeaway from the source material. Clearly not a cool. comic book reader. I can understand it yeah. if his only exposure is, is perhaps the animation or the movies. I, I get that. If that's, if that's his only exposure. Ex exactly. Because the animation never never utilized Snake Eyes much because he didn't have to. He was already selling. Yeah. So any screen time for him was taking away from something else. I mean, the show was to promote the toys. So I get that. But yeah. I wanted to I wanted to make sure I got that in and I didn't get that jab in earlier when we were talking about the movie because man, it's one thing to make changes because you, you want to go a different direction or you feel you want you want to modernize it or there's a way to tell the story different or better. But if you're making changes because you're ignorant of the source material, I think that's a real problem. So mm. there's yeah. my shout out. Yeah. Nothing for the family, Mark. You don't like them anymore. You know what? They, they just walk by and, and give me dirty looks. Cause I'm, I'm doing the podcast thing and they have to be quiet. So <laughs> no, <laughs> chew on that children. Right. No shout outs to let me make some stuff up. Uh, Margaret, my wife and uh, Stephanie, my daughter and Billy, my son. <laughs> Billy. <laughs> I should have said Felix. Well, cat get any love? No. No. Cats. Still spitting up medicine all over the place. Right. It's a short list. <laughs> Bobby Valla, Henry Golding. That's it. And one of those was really sarcastic. Yes, it was. <laughs> Look, and I don't want to paint myself as the, as the grumpy old man. I hope it's great. I really do. I'm just, I have some reservations. Yeah, he's an actor. He's not a writer. I'm really trying to hold off until I see it to, to pass any kind of judgment on the content. I'm really trying to avoid all the the spoilery conjecture and the what ifs and the, the 
tooth gnashing and all that other stuff. I, I just, I, I, we have so much of that in our, in our daily lives at this point that I, I just, in something that I'm, I'm going to try to enjoy, I don't need it. Yeah. I, and I completely agree with that. I'm the fact that it's got some money behind it and they got a really talented actor, you know, if that's the direction they're going to go, at least, you know, if we're going to see him, if we're going to hear him, at least it's a really talented actor and not Frank Stallone or something, right? <laughs> so, you know, Frank I want Stallone. it's funny because my nor my normal line is I'm hopeful, but I don't know if, if that's a, the correct characterization. Remember. I want it. I want it to be really good, and I really want it to help make GI Joe relevant from a retail perspective again. Remember, um, the, the phrase that we coined last year as our official stance, cautious optimism. Yeah, really cautious. <laughs> oh, anyways. Are you shouted out, Mark? I'm shouted out, All just right. to. All right. I am going to give shouts to our sponsors. Uh, you heard them listed a little bit ago. Uh, give shout outs to, of course, all of you fans who continue to, to listen and support us and say nice things and tell your friends and spread the word. Remember to follow us on all the various social media, even though we don't do a whole lot there, except for uh, Facebook's our main hub. But we've got some some gradual growth in our Instagram and, and Twitter accounts, and that's that's always nice to see. Glad to expose the show to as many new members of an audience as we can. Give a shout-out to you folks. Joe Colton, as always. Joe Colton. Thank you. All right, all right. All right. Just making sure you're still awake. You, you were muted. I your am awake. You had muted your mic again, though, hadn't you? Yes. No, I'm multitasking. I didn't want you to hear the snapping of the laptop. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Brian Lower. We had you. We had you signed up early on this one. Didn't didn't know it was going to be so news intensive. Didn't know we were going to take up so much of your evening. But thank you for for staying with us through all this. Anyway, I'm extremely happy to be here. I, I, I legitimately love the show. I've loved the show since I first listened to it. So really happy that you had me on. Even when it was Gary and Justin and name redacted. Even then. I love the show, Mike. Get, just let me have that. <laughs> oh, Lord. Give a shout-out to Racktime Rob, who just continues to roll out content when it's when it's there to roll out. Uh, I don't have to tell him anything. He's got, a, he, he's got a system down. I'm just the monkey that pushes it online. So Racktime Rob is, is getting it done if you want to follow comic recaps and odd bits of information there. So big shout out to, to Rob. Mark Weber, you're the last minute addition to this one. You're a regular guest host. We got you in last minute because all the big stuff that happened this week. I, I, I appreciate the invite. Always good to chat. And it's always good to chat, but it is it is really exciting to be able to talk about actual news about an upcoming movie, an upcoming product, and Everybody on the show and everybody listening to the show wants what's best for the brand. And, you know, it's after a couple of years of low tide, as I like to call it, it's an exciting time to be a Joe fan. So 
Let's be cautiously optimistic together. Give a bonus shout-out to the two gentlemen hosts for doing more show prep than Joe Colton. Um, Leatherneck? Yes. And a shout-out to whichever Hasbro designer came up with giraffe print pants. Thank you. (laughs) Oh, Lord, let's get out of here. (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in to What's on Joe Mind. If you have a few dollars laying around and want to support the show, we do have merchandise and T-shirts available at the What's on Joe Mall on Etsy. That is etsy.com slash shop slash What's on Joe Mall. Remember that you can contact us anytime by email at what's on Joe Mind at gmail.com, at WOJM Podcast on Twitter, at What's on Joe Mind on Instagram, on our self-titled Facebook page, or by voicemail at 262-515-9656. That's 262-515-WOJM. We look forward to feedback, questions for the post-sock, episode ideas, any correspondence from our fans and fans of G.I. Joe. For my co-hosts, Joe Colton, Brian Lower, and Mark Weber, this is Mike Irizarry. Have a great evening. Make tomorrow a better day. Hey, this is radio station WSKEE. We're taking calls on the wish line. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six form part. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi because she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time everywhere I go and living in my dreams. I can scheme a way to make her mine because I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball, so how am I going to compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall or sit up in the bleachers with the rest of the girls who came to watch they man ball. Dad, y'all, I never understood black weather jocks get the fly girls and me, I get the hood rats. I Tell them scat, skittles, kebabble Got hit with a bottle and in the hospital for talking that mess I confess it's a shame when you living in a city That's the size of a box and nobody knows your name Glad I came to my senses Like quick, quick, got sick, sick to my stomach Overcoming by thoughts of me and her together, right? So when I asked her out, she said I wasn't a type I wish I was a little bit taller I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl who looked good, I would call her Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat I wish I was a little bit taller, I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl with a good, I would call her I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four ball I wish I had a brand new car, so far I got this hatchback And everywhere I go, yo, I get laughed at And when I'm in my car, I'm laid back I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat And you wanna know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood ratchet and old type of burrito I was a baller.
wish I was a baller. Wish I was a little bit taller. Wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. And you can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games. Name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, Big Al, Lorraine. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see, I go simple like a easy, I go greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Get down like that. Wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four parlor. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four parlor. Delightful. 